Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 43, Independent Gaming Stores, the Gotham Games Interview, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, mint-sealed in box Zelda on the NES to my dog-chewed FIFA 14 <laughs> with no manual or disc. And, before I ask you how it's going, special guest this week, Tom from Gotham Games. Hello. Hello. I couldn't help but notice I'm not even in the script there. You had, gonna... to, you had to, you had to ad lib that. Oh, it's... yeah. Well, yeah. we were hoping on Jeff Keighley for because uh, he's not doing E3. <laughs> he's not doing E3 now. We thought, well, what about? There's an well, there it is. Yeah. So not a dog chewed FIFA 14 with manual disc. But Tom from Gotham, a proprietor of uh, Gotham Games, an awesome individual, has decided to join us. Welcome here uh, for some tap based antics. Mm-hmm. So. Before we launch into the show, we'll give them a quick rundown of how it goes. The show normally starts uh, with me asking Tom what he's hope, uh, been playing, yeah. and then we slip into the news. Then we've got the feature, which this week's going to be that awesome question and answer, answer session with Tom from Gotham. Then we're going to have uh, listener Stingray. Yes, Tom, it's remained on the menu one more time. And Wonderful. then we have the real deal, the big man, the Stingray, turns up. And then we close out with what we're hoping to play. So, Tom's, the key that unlocks the show, Oscat, grip that wheel. He's Oscat all the time now, suck it up. That's how it is. Oddcat. 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 Okay. Oddcat, uh, grip the wheel. Tom from Gotham, would you like to go first? <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're passing the baton really quickly. What you been playing? Oh. <laughs> Shall I kick off? I should kick Okay, off. you go first. Tom. You know what I've been playing. I yeah, well, we know what you've been. Because I'm a man of my word. I said that I would play EA Fight Night Round 3. Pulled it down off the shelf, dusted it off. Is this on PS3? It is on PS3. I mean, yeah. Popped it in, struggled at first because it forced me into this weird first-person view, <laughs> which I don't yeah, even I know. For, I forgot it had that. Well, it did have that. Yeah. And it was, it was horrible. Mm. Did it incorporate six-axis in an awful way as well? No, you know it should. Oh no, I don't don't know. Are you sure it didn't? I thought there was one way you could duck and weave (laughs) with the uh, the motion. Well, whichever way, I just played it. That was probably (laughs) that was probably the cartoon one on the Wii. I I hammered the hell out of the right analog stick and got a little bit fearful that the dual shot wouldn't survive. But you know, I enjoyed it. It was actually fun little game. Mm. I seem to be very in the habit of punching people on the left side of the face, though. Yeah, there's a very left-centric damage going on. Those graphics at the time as well were pretty high benchmark. Let really. me tell you now. <laughs> there's some PS4 <laughs> games that could be embarrassed by Fight Night Round oh, 3. Fair enough. Some high-tech sweat rendering. Yeah. Oh, yes. all yeah. that. <laughs> viscous globules of whatever it is flying out of his mouth. And I've also... Oh, I for- sorry, I forgot. You, you do the... Uh, the cut man in the corner as well, don't you? With the cold compress yeah. on the head. I triangle, <laughs> triangle, auto <laughs> And then he's, he's giving yeah. it the, hey champ, come on, you lost that the, round. Give it the prep talk. Yeah, gives it the whole, uh, I don't know what he's called in Rocky, but he gives you the full flim flam that way and yeah. you jump in do a bit more. And uh, of course, I've been playing some Yakuza, Yakuza 5. Wonderful. Yes, with all its amazing heat moves. The one with the bike, where you like, plonk it down and you ride it at someone's face and wheelie up and uh, yeah and, and it's, oh, pretty oh, cool. <laughs> it's very Japanese as this taxi <laughs> section bear with me I am, I am. Dandy, I'm on board keep, don't worry I'm on board I feel like I've been to Tokyo hearing about Yakuza 
You're gonna you're gonna get on board and tell me how great it is. I will do. It'll be one well, of those that I'll go back to one day, and I'll be telling you it's the best game ever made. As everybody knows who's familiar with the show, unless it's new shiny and got a thirty nine ninety nine stick <laughs> on the corner, you're not interested. Yeah, but I'll hold my hand. There's up. a very bizarre. You've without ruining the story too much. In this one, uh, Kiryu is like a taxi driver, and there's a section where you have to drive around really slowly you can't accelerate too hard because the passenger gets upset you have to while you're doing all this you have to talk small talk back to the guy so they're asking you all these weird things and you're like oh yeah you know i've been taxi driving for a while triangle brakes shut no there's a stop sign and if anyone runs into your car you have to you know apologize and do that section again is this like i used to play gta you used to to like playing i'm going to drive to the traffic rules take the red light that's go green is go you know me <laughs> okay, I'm, right. I'm Paragon Plus I'm you are guy. yeah yeah I'm the guy in Fable with the Halo <laughs> is Sorry. the um, is the small talk because there's a cult, like Yakuza it's a good insight into the culture of Japan but is the small talk just the same as in England where people just get in and go uh, they're busy mate yeah. yeah, it is a bit, yeah. <laughs> bit, bit yeah. windy out there today. <laughs> well, to top it off, you were uh, to break up the monotony, which they must know is taxi driving. There's a gang called the Devil, Devil Killers, who patrol the dual carriageway around. <laughs> oh. I make it sound very yeah, slow sounds. Yeah. They're on the bypass, basically. Okay, right. And you go up there, and you've been told by a policeman that you need to race these guys, to take them down. <laughs> So Obviously. to break up the monotony, you go up there and absolutely hammer it. Uh, what was that Taxi Driver film called? Not Taxi Driver, the one with the French guy in it. Taxi, probably. Yeah. You know, Jean Renault, your favourite. I mean, it's just Ronin. Was it Ronin? He yeah, there's Ronin, no taxi driving. I wanted to say Ronin, but that's a blooming samurai. That one no, it's a up. film set in France. It's got some awesome car chases. Why the hell did they call it Ronin? I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure so there's a hidden. You know, in, in Yakuza, you can press triangle for heat move. Yeah. When you're in the taxi in the dual carriageway, when you're on the bypass, <laughs> you can press triangle and you've got these moves. So sudden acceleration is the one I've got until I level up. So he just floors it. Great. That's it. Very good. That's all I've been playing. You know me. It did. I, I, am, I am intrigued by Yakuza and I think with the whole remasters coming Every out. Every time because... you <laughs> say you're going to get it, you're not going to get it. It's like Shenmue 3. The remaster's out. It's out. So you can play every single Yakuza game on PS4. That's what appeals to me. It's the Yakuza machine. It is. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's what appeals to me, that now you can enjoy the And I've got some bonus news when we get deep into the... Well, that's enough Yakuza, I reckon. (laughs) For now. now. Shelf Yakuza for now. I think we should be polite and ask Tom, what have you been playing this week? I probably play games that are quite different to you two, and only in a retro game store you'll be like, oh sorry, it's retro games. Well, so I do, but I've not played any quite recently, because <laughs> um, all my retro stuff is packed up for a sort of house redecoration, boring, uh, sort of there's one room where everything is and you walk in <laughs> and you go, oh no, Well, I've got like inside. This. You've recently gone 4K. How's that going on? I... Oh, Voyager isn't any different in 4K. So. Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you have got a bit of a weird Star Trek it's, fetish um, going on. It's nice. The old, literally the the my old TV, the colours were just awful. Mm-hmm. Like I don't make I don't have a PS4 Pro or anything, so I don't make use of the 4K. But yeah. the HDR like colours, ev- everything just looks better because it's not all washed out. Nice. Especially because one of the games I've been playing is. Um, Metro Redux, the PS4 re-release. Mm, tell yeah. me about that. So I finished the first one, I'm on to the second one now, and they're post-apocalyptic 
sort of survival horror first person shooter stealth action games there we go are they all set in Russia they're set in yeah. Russia uh, so it's post apocalyptic basically everything above ground it, that's over that's gone yeah. and everyone lives underground in the metro uh-huh. and there's like little there's um, little factions and stuff so you've got uh, you've got the Nazis you've got the, the <laughs> communists you've got the Reds um, and sort of normal people I guess so yeah, the story follows that. It's um, it's a it's an alright little story. Is but like, I play is more it, for the gameplay. Is it a shooter first and foremost, or is it more like a? Because I never picked them up. Is it more like a Fallout game? So no, there's no RPG stuff to it. It's oh, right. all it is shooter, but you can play it stealthy or non-stealthy. Yeah. And what's interesting is this: the first game was like way too hard to play. Try and play it not stealthy, you would just run out of bullets because <laughs> it's one of those kind of games like resource management. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second game, people complained quite a bit because it was a lot more action-oriented than the first one. Ooh. But for the PS4 re-release, you can play the first one more action-y, or you can play the second one more survival-y. So you can sort of play both the way you want. Mm. Which is, yeah. So I'm, I've been playing stealthy survival because that's the kind of game I like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're really good. Uh, bullets are money. Is that right? Ah. So you have military grade bullets and they're the currency in the game and you spend those to buy cheaper Russian underground bullets <laughs> but like sometimes it gets really intense and you're running out of bullets and you're like you know sod it I'm going to slap in the expensive bullets and you're firing at this monster and it's like that's money gone that's money that's gone that's like just throwing your wallet at yeah. this guy yeah. like, I've just they, shot bullets. are they more impactful weapons when you yeah. get money bullets yeah they <laughs> way more damage than proper bullets it sounds like something EA would coin isn't it like you no, buy, <laughs> buy these bullets money. yeah <laughs> rip the real time money DLC yeah. bullets can you just do a clip Re- of um, £10 funnily gold? enough just on the subject of EA I saw quite a funny little um, thing of this young lad who had uh, had his account hacked apparently <laughs> and spent oh, 30 uh, 30,000 uh, FIFA points or something and there's a picture of him there and he's like you can just see the guilt on his yeah, face yeah. and he's wearing a real armoured yeah, shirt yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh, that kid knew exactly what he, he was doing uh, he yes, knew exactly definitely. He, just, he just forgot the big repercussions um, is there anything else you've been playing Tom? yeah uh, I played a game called Temtem on PC ah, that was in the boot a week or two ago tell us about that yeah, yeah. so it's early access release it's Pokemon it is Pokemon. Under, under, under another it. name. It, it literally is Pokemon. Okay. But it, you can tell it's, it's just made by people who love Pokemon. Yeah. And some of the ways Nintendo have gone with the newest game, they've kind of gone more old school with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it appeals quite a lot to hardcore players. I don't know if you know in Pokemon these things called IVs and EVs. And, yeah, I'm aware uh, of these. Yeah, I'm aware of them. I do not care in any way. I just play the story and then yeah. put it down. Mm-hmm. But they're a lot more you can sort of see it if that makes sense because it's always really hidden in Pokemon and obtuse but yeah. they kind of brought it to the front so if that's your, if that's your thing you will you will get a kick out of Temtem is it, is it top down or is it isometric or yeah, it's like, it sort of looks like Pokemon on 3DS that kind ah, of thing okay. cool. um, it's really good is it like more RPG heavy like the older ones in yeah. terms of sort of um, and what's interesting is the battle system all, all the battles are 2v2 Ah, okay. So, and then some moves are buffed by having your second one of a certain type. So you have to think about which two you have out, which yeah. is quite good. That's interesting. And you this can is deep. Play through the whole thing in co-op, which is why oh, I really? bought it because me and my wife played through it together. Yeah. 
because it's on uh, it's early access on Steam, so it was like twenty five quid. Yeah, uh, and I've not still not bought the new Pokemon for Switch, and I was like, well, I can pay fifty quid for Pokemon Sword or Shield. Yeah, and me and my wife have to share it. Yeah, or we can just buy two copies of Tentem and just play it together. Yeah, and, that's cool. Uh, no regrets there. It's really good fun. So is it split like, screen or do you have to? Uh, you have to two separate computers. Yeah, back to back on laptop. Yeah, it's like <laughs> M- they call it an MMO. Which just yeah. means you can see other players, yeah, basically. Sure. You don't really interact, but... I don't like those so much, because when you have a nice cutscene story and someone sort of runs it's, by, jumps and spins it's around... It's about, about the unpleasantness about that we've, we've found in Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> online. <laughs> I was telling yeah. George, uh, this is what we call a griefer coming up here, a guy basically <laughs> telling us he's the fastest gun in the West. And Maybe he was the best fighter, wasn't That he? was it, best trapped, bare-knuckle brawler. He trapped us in a camp, didn't he? And every time I tried to leave, he just punched me to the floor. It's like, I can't, I can't leave. Terrible. Yeah, I think I it, you literally can't interact with it. All you can do is go up to someone and say, do you want to battle? I honestly think that's the best way to do it. It's nice because it, it makes the world feel... Like, like that it's filled yeah. but also it, it takes away that irritation of, of just having those people who just basically want to yeah. troll and, and grief online yeah. some very strange people isn't it? They, get their <laughs> they do griefing people you can't even yes. have like collision like you just, you just walk through them you know Honestly, so you can't I think by standing indoors or something like that because oh, you, you've got to think about that <laughs> did you remember you know when the Division 2 first came out did you hear about that in the starting area everyone spawned in the same room and right. you could stand in the door and stop people leaving <laughs> to the, like to get to the game. Where are people getting off at that? Like? <laughs> sort of thing you would do, Tom. Mate, honestly, if you uh, if you play, I'm going to bring up Overwatch. There's a character called May who oh. is like uh, she has like an ice gun and she can create an ice wall. Guarantee, if someone picks May, they put a great big ice wall up in front of the door before the match starts. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I've only seen it doesn't, a million times. Doesn't get old, does it? Doesn't no. get old. You owe charity five pound because I mentioned Overwatch. You did. Well, yeah. you owe him a fiver because you've mentioned Overwatch. Well, uh, uh, Yakuza, Yakuza as well. We've broke even then, haven't we? There we go. What yeah. money in the pot? Lord Tom, Sir Tom. Yes. What have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> My agent says that's better the way you pronounce it. Sir Tom, yes. Lord Tom. Uh, this week I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus, the remaster on PS4. Ooh. Because. It's a bit of a dry spell for me because I'm naughty. I tend to only buy new games. I, sh- I really should try more retro stuff. Um, your money goes for well, not in my case, really. <laughs> but yeah, your money goes further. <laughs> As I'm about to find out after the show, how how where all his money goes. I bought his silence. Today. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I bought his silence. Um, no wonder he's so keen to come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, well yeah. lubricated. Yeah, I can't. I can't speak about the the bill today. Like, it comes with the uh, you know like patient uh, yeah. confidentiality. confidentiality. You can't. No, don't mention. Don't, don't dare mention the bill. Don't dare mention the bill. Um, yeah. So with the with the sort of lull in new releases, although I'm picking up something which we'll get to later, uh, I've hit up Shadow of the Colossus. I had started it when it first came out. And then I think something else came out and I must have put it on the back burner. Well, did you download it digitally or push? No, I've got it on disc. What? Uh, you got a physical game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of forgot where I was at and I was about eight colossi slain. This is the plural for colossuses. Yes. Colossi. I've done my research. Yeah, I can't help, you even wrote it down so you yes. forget. <laughs> I help Although I think, I think I've spelt it Clossy. <laughs> Clossy. Ten, ten Clossy down. Clossies. Ten Clossies done. Okay. Um, I think there's 18 or 16 from what I remember, but it's just awesome. I forgot how epic the scale is in that. 
Mm. The the bosses still outdo a lot of modern stuff now. Well, on the PS2, it, I've not long played it, and it does sometimes use... The, it's the, very empty. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an empty game. Um, you could compare it to Breath of the Wild a little bit in how... Like, that, there's not that, much there. Has that carried through to the PS4? They haven't felt the need to populate everything. No, no, there's, there's like little animation flourishes of like... They've probably put in that quite subtle. Um, yeah, I think considering it is just a boss rush mode in, in a way, you could probably get through it in six hours, maybe. Oof. It's yeah, a, it's, it's it's a, a John Woo stranglehold for the game, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, John Woo Colossi. Or Colossi. What else is um, on that list? That's about it. <laughs> it's a very empty list this week. I've had the usual online games. Uh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Modern Warfare Season 2. I'm so mainstream. Ooh. Yeah. Now... I'll briefly mention, obviously, Modern Warfare, I was discussing with some of the listeners earlier this week about the, the size of the updates. They're terrible. It's a joke. And they have actually come out and said, like, they are trying the best to, to sort of rectify what that. What size are these uh, hideous looking F- updates? 58 gigabyte, I think, for the PS4 one. <laughs> yep. That's bigger yeah. than some. That's bigger than Temtem. It's is is crazy. Temtem's about four gig. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's the beauty when a game like that. Because me and my wife are like, right, let's buy it, and it's like, right, let's go. Yeah, go go, go grab some food. Ops dub. Right. Cool. Yeah. Get Download is done. Yeah. Exactly. I go home. My mate goes, oh, let's jump on Modern Warfare. It's like turn PS4 on. Oh, it's not auto updated. Well, yeah. I'm not playing tonight. Sorry. Yeah, eight hundred percent. Yeah, that I know you're paying. Um, so yeah, I've eventually got that season two downloaded it, it looks like there's going to be a battle royale mode implemented because it's now a fourth space in the main menu so you've got single player multiplayer spec ops and then there's going to be room for it's rumoured to be called Warzone. how um, many players some are saying 200 that's nearly mag it's a massive action game yeah sign me up for that what is this that was a PS3 exclusive they came out with this game called Mag and it stood for massive action I think it was massive action game from the creators of SOCOM yeah anyone listeners must think I just got into gaming last year no no one played Mag I think it it could support 256 players and that's exactly how many people played that game when it came out though that's when Sony got hacked and they were down for six weeks and it robbed the sort of impetus of the game by the time people got like I'm not playing that now there's a new game out Mag fell on its sword for Sony um, I've tried a little bit of Cuphead again just on the Switch because it's quite nice to pick up and play and it's, it's still oh, mega nails yeah tough and the other thing I checked a couple of days ago was my Mario Maker 2 my one and only level um, the one that you pumped it, on the show. Yeah, I tried to pump it on the <laughs> show. It. Tried to pump it on the show. Shield, it's yeah. still only. I was ex, you know what I was expecting to go on, and it almost gone massive, like loads of playthroughs. <laughs> 20, 27 playthroughs, seven likes. Sounds like our YouTube. Most of channel. those probably from. <laughs> 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 most of those probably from the listeners. But thank you if you played it. Um, that's me. Is that it? Yeah, well, that's okay. I want a little addendum on the Modern no Warfare thing. Oh, the size okay. of it, just just to get super nerdy. The way that the PS4 handles updates yeah. is a joke, basically, because it you have to have enough free space not to download the update, mm. but to hold the update and a second copy of the game. Yeah. So Modern Warfare is about 120. Yeah. So to install the 50 gig update, you need two over 200 gigabytes free. Yeah. And, and they it's, still it's, it's, they sell 500 gig models. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what, what, it's what, insane. Yeah. 
What do we do? I, I, I do wonder that how they... That needs sorting next generation. Yeah, I do wonder how they're going to tackle that with the PS5 because obviously games are going to get more complicated. So the the size is going to be even bigger, you would think. Yeah. So. Although I will say the yeah. Xbox One doesn't do that crazy double thing. Uh, for the okay. Xbox One, you just need enough yep. space for the download. So. Short that up, George. Another reason to get one, an Xbox one reason. Series X. This is all... There's a very slow but heavily mounted amount of evidence more to suggest Xbox ways. we're going to go. They can't rely. Xbox. PlayStation can't rely on just exclusives. I don't I know. They, well, they are that. They are. Nah. Good. They are. Listen, good. listen. Before we get into the news, I'm going to dare to say. I'm going to dare to say that the I'll Sony. Turn. No, the Sony exclusives, as good as they are, they're all third-person action games, and they're stomping that mud hole very dry. Good point. Do yeah. they just reskinned? Here's a Norse version. In danger of becoming uh, Ubisoft. Very yeah. much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So. Shall we uh, head into the news? We've scoured the very dark. One, one more game. I'll do. I've got two written down, but I'll just talk about one because oh, I, okay. I know there's no chance either of you two have played it. We've got a proper game and it's, here, and it's because uh, t- it's Metro Russian. Apparently, I love Russia because I've been playing a game called Escape from Tarkov. If you've heard of it, that was in the that was in the Sting Rays book. It went it went viral like uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's like unplayable with lag. It's broken because it's made by like some Russian people. But that well, yeah, tell me more about that. Do you guys like multiplayer games? I I I, I know you don't. I do. Right. A fair bit. Do you like hard games? I've got a little. And now, yeah. So and when you like, that, when you like multiplayer, I'm the kind of person. I hate multiplayer games that are progression based, where if someone's played it for longer, they're automatically better because they've. Yeah, I think stuff. that. Yeah. I like level playing field. Yeah, yeah, skill. sure. And if we say the O word, that's kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah. So Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> it's a, a spin. You don't want to pay a fiver to charity. It's a spin it on the battle royale sort of. So you all load in. Yeah. Okay. But it's not, and then. You, you sort of you load in you do what you're doing and you get out and if you die you lose everything you went in with everything you picked up and you have an yeah. out of game stash where so you like you, can, you try and get out with more stuff than you went in mm-hmm. build up your stash so you've got oh, some nice loadouts this is brutal yeah but like say you can you can load in with just some amazing gear and just get one tapped in the head and, and that's it because there's yeah. like NPCs and stuff but that's like going it uptown is, in your best clobber. It's super <laughs> tactical, super realistic, and you will sweat. You will sweat buckets playing this game. So, are you in? Um, are you? Is it? Uh, you're on your own, or can you be in teams? You of, can be in to, teams. Yeah. Um, but it, because it's so hardcore, there's no UI basically. Right. Like we're even okay. talking like you have to press like Alt T to look how many bullets you've got in your gun. Wow. Uh, and the type of bullets matter. More expensive bullets, they matter. Not the metro the money bullets. Yeah, yeah money bullets money again. Money bullets again. Uh, I mean, man, it, God, this game, yeah, it's got like an in-game flea market where you can sell your spare stuff and they could monetize this if they were EA. It would be brutal. But thankfully yeah. it's not. But yeah, so like you load in, you've got all this amazing gear. You find something, you find something like this is half a million rubles. This is, this is me set for life. I've got it in my back pocket. I need to get out. And then you just hear this rustling in the bushes. It's like... Oh no! <laughs> Do you get out by winning, or can you just exit the you game? You have to right? exit. You have to get to the exit, but people might count the exit. Oh, those dirty rats! Those dirty rats! You're gonna watch out for exit campers. You know what I think would make a really good battle royale game, like something like The Running Man, Arnie Running Man, using the license. Yeah, this is you. 
I don't like retro. Every single reference you bring up is from about 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. We better move oh, on to the news. Before we do. Okay. Seeing as we're doing some housekeeping. Yes. Turn on the turn on the hoover. Grab some pledge and dusters. Muncie wants some housekeeping done. Retro won. The jury came in. If you well, counted up. I was hoping we wouldn't talk about that. But oh, well, okay. It well, appears. I tell you what. We'll sweep that under the rug. <laughs> Mumsy's going on a date with Lord Ponsonbury tonight. Valentine's night. Yeah, but because I'm a bitter gaming bachelor and he's paralysed from the neck down, I have to wipe his chin and they want to play footsie tonight, so I'm going to have to get under the table and wipe Lord Ponsonbury's dead leg across Mumsy's ankle. I think that's probably the worst. You're lucky you've worst. moved out. Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah. I'm glad Valentine's I'm living night the, uh, the, the free life. The news. We've scoured the very darkest range of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up... Phil Spencer talks backwards. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer has talked a little bit about backwards compatibility on the next-gen system. The Xbox Series X on a recent podcast, sadly not this one. He wouldn't be welcome here with his highfalutin ways. He said the company is already working on backward compatible titles and he's personally testing many of them. Oh, my dad's got an Xbox Series X. <laughs> Spencer has had a beta system since December, so he's been apparently running lots of tests on the machine but he said because of the backwards compatible ca- compatibility, he's also had it as his primary console. He's showing off, isn't yeah, he? He is. Imagine Phil Spencer's kid at school, though. Yeah. He's <laughs> you know who my dad is? <laughs> he would be you at primary school. I've seen the new Halo. Yeah, of course you have. <laughs> yeah, my dad's Phil Spencer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell <laughs> me more. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, backwards compatibility, if they're going to maintain it across all four of their systems at this point in time is yeah. pretty impressive really good I, th- I think um, PlayStation and Xbox really need to it's a bit of a battle that is it's going to be um, a selling point to a lot of people oh, no. I mean Tom obviously you own a gaming independent gaming store um, you, you would probably like if the consoles continue to be backwards compatible yeah it's, it's a weird one because you'd think on one hand I wouldn't like it because it means people don't buy the old consoles but people still buy yeah, the old consoles yeah that's true and it's yeah. just good to be able to yeah have that backwards compatibility and it kind of keeps valuing games to be fair as it well it does yeah, like, yeah a, 360, with that. a 360 yeah. game on the shelf that isn't backwards compatible a couple of quid but all the backwards compatible ones are a little bit more mm. which is nice yeah I mean I think got it, more value. it opens up the library to to people who one, one question I've got on backwards compatibility though yeah how many people do you think actually utilise it they did they said it uh, I don't I, know I I think they said it was quite well utilised quite well utilised yeah. <laughs> let me try that's, that's the most corporate thing I've well, said well we'll come back to that Tom you got uh, bit of next news? up uh, Gangs of New York Ubisoft has announced that Division 2 will be getting a new expansion on March the 3rd Titled Warlords of New York, the expansion is said to bring some new story content and major gameplay changes. Many fans are excited as this add-on will see players heading back to the Division 1's old stomping grounds, New York City. I tell you what, what with Tom Goffin being here, he's doing all the legwork that James the Work Experience would normally do, wouldn't he? When we're in, he back in the bunker, he can yeah. tap away on the keyboard and make you look he like a gaming a bit of genius, can't he? He can. Yes, he can. Do you want to slide in with that last bit there? Yeah, give us the, that yeah, so. So here's what. So by June 2017, people had spent 508 million hours using backwards compatibility, and it was a billion uh, a, a year later. Wow. So 
someone's playing Fable 1 on an Xbox <laughs> yeah. One somewhere I think um, obviously the, the price of brand new games affects like I don't know let's say you've not had a, a great month at work and or you've had a lot of bills to pay and you can still get your game and kick and, and go pick up a an older title and get a lot of enjoyment out of it especially That's if it's some, you know, yeah. something that you missed exactly like, I didn't play Metro yeah uh, back when Case when it came point. out and uh, it genuinely it's like I absolutely adore it it's yeah. like one of my favourite games now what I like I think about it, sorry, older no. games you can you can if you've got some of the older systems lying around you yeah. can waltz in somewhere like where we are today yeah and you can pick up a game well, I normally don't know when to stop <laughs> but you can pick up a game for like a fiver or less and take it home and have like eight hours of fun out of it like yeah. Fight Night Round 3 I'm sure that was like 50p mm. I've had hours out of that this week. Yeah, can't put a price on. Well, you can fifty p. <laughs> and I think if if you look at the the massive libraries, especially last gen like PS3, um, Wii, and uh, 360, there's so many games out there. Most people will not they will have missed something pretty decent as well. Not just oh, yeah. like tat, but actual good titles. Definitely. Um, and even then some playable tat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's always some I think I think obviously that's why we get a lot of remasters and remakes because they know they'll sell because a lot of people haven't played them. There's a lot of stuff that's passed people by. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Uh what we've got next, George? Last load of collectors tat. Last September, Naughty Dog announced it would be releasing a special Ellie edition of The Last of Us Part 2. It was given a hefty price tag of £230, but did manage to sell out of stock. Well, fans reached out to Naughty Dog and pleaded like the orphan boy Oliver, please, sir, can I have some more? And Naughty Dog have delivered. The Ellie edition will be back up to pre-order, as you're hearing this, but be aware it will be limited stock ahead of the game's 29th of May release date. Mm. That's a hefty, uh, hefty price tag on that, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's an investment, really, isn't it? Today's yeah, two hundred and thirty pound is tomorrow's four hundred and sixty pounds. Simple as that. So yeah, some of them go on to increase in value massively. Um, we might spoil okay. the question if we probably ask Tom I about. No, Tom's just, got uh, just on the subject of like you, it's talking of investment. Um, so I don't collect video games. Like I play retro. I'll take yeah. them home. I'll play them, but uh-huh. I don't collect them because that would be like competing against myself. Yeah, but you, yes. collect, collecting's fun, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh yeah, god, sure. it's great. It is yeah. the drug. It so, is. Um, yeah, I sort of buy comics occasionally. Yeah. And sometimes I buy new ones as well. And I, way back before The Last of Us was even the thing people talked about, there was a, a prequel comic before the game came out. Oh, yeah. And I bought That's that. Cool. I bought the four single issues. They were like, you know, three pounds each. Buying it monthly as it came out. Uh, and I just sold it for 80 for all three. Wow. That was a, all four. That was a, a hefty investment. Yeah. I just. How much were they? Like a couple of quid each? Yeah, I was saying I bought them for cover price, three fifty. I bought them the day they came out. Read them once, slapped them in the box, and then Ooh. I've been sorting through all my comics because you know I'm sorting through all my stuff. And uh, I was like, maybe these are worth something. And I was like, oh, I'm not keeping these. I don't like it that much. It's wow. not that good. Yeah. It's not that good as a comic. What part <laughs> of the prequel does it does it follow? I mean, what, what we're talking you, about? You know here? the DLC they did. Yeah, the yeah, left, sort left of, behind. It's it, sort of that, but not that. So it's kind of non-canon now because it's like even overwritten. <laughs> oh, the Star Wars books. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk but, to um, Disney 
strolling in. Psh, I'm smoking cigarette on for the audio podcast. It's more a cigar, so, I cigar, think. yeah. yeah. So, Chucking and setting a blaze to anything. Cannon. I've got enough of those Star Wars books to build a small extension, <laughs> and now they're all oh, worthless. That's, that's my other vice, though, buying uh, Star Wars books from charity shops. <laughs> Star Wars and Star Trek time books, love them. Oh, you've got a guilty secret. Ooh, yeah. You need to tap me up when you get to Enterprise. That's when you need to tap me up. That's when the Star Trek really kicks. Voyage is so hard to watch. Skip it now. <laughs> Skip it now. Uh, well, we've got one bit of bonus news. It's bonus <gasps> news. How, you, how you many give episodes it, now? You give it more feeling, don't you? I do. I believe in it. Bloody hell. The awesome looking indie game Blood Roots has a release date coming soon on February 28th. The game is an isometric action title in which players get to dispose of enemies in truly ingenious ways. The title is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4 and PC. So uh, any indie fans, I know we've got quite a few uh, listeners that really really like those, uh, keep this on your radar. I've got one more bit of bonus news. Anyone who's ordered the uh, Yakuza Remastered box set, right? Bear with Five me. Five pounds. <laughs> Okay. Five pounds. Get out and slosh. Put it in charity. I know you've got it as well. <laughs> Dirty. Right. When you take out the box, you know, in the game, there's like the law of uh, Goro Majima being everywhere. Is it as good as our law? Pro- probably slightly probably. better than our okay. law. Actually, right, yeah. Right. I mean, we're very Poundland law. You take. <laughs> you take. I mean, let's face it. The law this week involved me playing footsie with a with a paralyzed man's legs. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. You take out, and the slip case has actually got a little picture of Goro Majima looking back at you, winking. Perfect. Very nice. Uh, just, just on the <coughs> subject of Blood Roots, it's, it's kind of stylized in the way of uh, Samurai Jack. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but. Um, was that it, the old Nick t- Was that Nick Cartoon t- Network? Cartoon yeah, it was Cartoon Network, Network had, yeah. Um, a re- not, not like a reboot, the, like there's a, a sequel series. Yeah, they did a sequel series, and they, they've done like really? a. Um, like a sort of stone, we call it Stone Age or Ice Age one with the so it's like the Flintstones, violent, violent Flintstones. Yeah, that's the tagline. Um, no, honestly, um, Blood Roots looks really good fun. Um, it's very fast-paced action, and you're using lots of different items and weapons that are around the um, the levels to dispatch the enemies. And yeah, I just caught my eye, and I thought I'd mention that one. Not next week, the week after. Yeah, it's going to be in the boot. It will be. So uh, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about we'll best it. Best turn the thumb screws down on James' work experience voice. Who writes this down when he's editing? So yes, to make sure he adds it in. Absolutely. Well, Tom's collective. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? Probably missed the what's going to be this week? The shadow drop of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven came out last night. <laughs> as you're listening to this, if so, uh, Sir Tom, Lord Tom. How would the listeners interact and let us know that we've made complete flaming donkeys lips of ourselves? Uh, as always, you can reach us by direct messages on Instagram or Twitter, and you can also reach us via email questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Don't forget the email. Lord Ponsonbury remortgaged the big house in the village to pay for that uh, web domain. Did he? He did. Excellent. That was the law you wrote two weeks ago, so don't forget. Okay. Well, we've limped, like only a Hokey Cokey podcast can, to the section we're going to call Gotham Games, the independent game store feature. We like to make a mouthful out of that. <laughs> uh, so, as you guys are aware, we're joined by Tom, partner of Gotham Games. We're here to talk to him about owning and operating an independent store since 2015, and having worked in it and the industry since 2011. 
As always, we ask you guys for your questions for Tom or about your memories of independent stores in your area. And you came back to us with questions yeah, a go go. First question for the man in the hot seat. This is going to be like Mastermind, but slightly more <laughs> relaxed without a points counter. What a grilling this is going to be. Well, <laughs> let's find out. Now, Retro Gamer Thomas, he's one of our keen listeners, but uh, we've developed some lore around this guy where he's, uh, he's got a massive retro collection, but I one day envisaged him nibbling through it like Hannibal Lecter. So he turns on a 3DO and nibbles on it as it's working. He became the console cannibal, didn't he? The console serial killer. We forget our own stories sometimes. Anyway, he asks, I'd like to know if they find it hard in the current financial climate being an independent store. There's not many retro gaming shops around now, so do they do anything different to keep themselves above your standard video game shops? Plus, I really need to head up there soon, as my mate's been a few times and said it's awesome. It'll be like Cosmos to me, which I assume... It's some sort of all-you-can-eat buffet. It is. Where you can nibble on all the different... Where is Cosmos? There used to be one in Doncaster. I, it, that can't still be around, can There's it? one in Knott's. There's one in Knott's. How does he know about Because it? it's, it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet place that does... It does all sort of regions of food. I, I went... And it does none of it well, obviously. It's all like reheated garbage. <laughs> I, like, I, it, is, it is the worst place. Although, I, personally, I just hate buffet stuff. Sorry. I went, I went to the Nottingham one and had uh, Yorkshire pudding with sweet and sour chicken. You are a very hideous individual, I I am. Stop the heel. Stop, stop the record. There's also I another little bit this. of law. <laughs> there's one more bit of law for this guy. He lives in, you know, Ross Kemp. I, I know of Ross Kemp, yeah. In our village, he's a PCSO, and he keeps Retro Gamer Thomas under lock and key. Okay. So, question. Let's rewind. Is it hard in the current financial climate being an independent store? Or do you feel like you're punching left, right and Chelsea dodging and weaving all over game well you're obviously all over it's, game it's not like is it hard yeah but I mean everything's hard isn't it like whatever you choose to do in your life that's true it, you know you're always, there's always going to be stuff that sucks uh, stuff that work against you but yeah so, yeah it is hard of course it's hard uh, I work too hard probably uh, run myself into the ground but I love it so you know no in a way no it's not hard because you're passionate <laughs> about it yeah Okay, and the other part of this question there, are you doing anything different above your standard video game shop? So, I high caliber of tat, aren't I? I don't so. know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I probably should, but I don't really. Haven't really visited other shops too much. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, that we, I think we get to in here. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really visit. To, actually, no, no. I'll tell you about. Have you ever been? You know, Manchester. What's that building? Is it the Affleck building or something? The it, Ben Affleck building. It, I think it is called the Affleck. But it's like a big building of like independent stores. All right. Uh, oh. Where they like you rent it out, and it's sort of they change all the time because I think you know you just have like a monthly thing. But one of the sort of permanent fixtures is a retro game shop, and I went in it once, and um, so there was no music, so it was deadly silent, mm-hmm. very deadly silent, <laughs> and uh, nothing was particularly priced. Everything was just all over the place. And the floor really creaked, and there was just one big guy in the corner staring at me. And I'm just walking, so I just walked up to one thing and went, and I just go, sound effects, man. Yeah, think I'll uh, think I'll leave now. (laughs) This is excruciatingly awkward. So with all that retro gaming there, it must have felt more like a ball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when you say when you say different to standard, like because I don't. nothing like massively special like 
you know, I refurbish stuff. I mean, everything. Make sure everything's clean, super clean. Don't sell grotty things. I'm, yeah. I, can, nice. I don't sell it if I wouldn't buy it, and I'm picky. So that's okay. always a good rule to have. Yeah. And yes, yeah. except I want dirty stuff so I can clean it at home with yeah. the surgery. Yeah. Well, with the gloves you like on. to you like to swipe in pre-shelf. I do. Swoop in. Get it before Don't it's let out. everyone know I get the priest. <laughs> Don't let everyone know about the priest. But um, yes, yeah, so it's that, and yeah, that Manchester story relates back to it. Like having a nice atmosphere, like you. you you know what I mean don't make it awkward for people to be in there that is awful and no one will ever want to buy anything no it's so, got to be a nice little vibe hasn't it yeah well we'll move on a fan of your uh, independent store Gotham Games and a fan of the podcast seemingly Boba Loba my favourite shop and my favourite podcast combined heart eyes emoji I always try to stop and chat when I'm there super nice staff and incredibly knowledgeable compliments left right and Chelsea coming I am in here. pretty great to be fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> and got so modest he's a fan of the show he's a fan of the shop Boba Loba it can't be said how much he's a, he's a wonderful man a little bit like Robin Hood in time man this wonderful great guy I've spent a few quid in there that's for sure I try to avoid using auction sites and social media for my retro pickups that I'd rather my money went into local businesses Prices may be a little higher, but I know I'm getting quality tested products. I don't really have a mind-blowing question, though. Can I open a tab in store? Laughing till I cry emoji. Tab? Yeah, sure. I mean, it wouldn't be the first, would he? Um, oh, shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Mumsy... Is that thinks... technically a tab? Mumsy has a very svelte figure because she survives on cuppa soups. Yeah. Uh, it works both ways round. Uh, up next, we've got... Uh, well, that was a plump for your shop from Boba Loba, and tab opened. That you didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, my gaming space. I recommend at Sore Thumbs. This was a... So you must recommend. I don't think their name's at, but we'll go with it. Sore <laughs> Thumbs Retro Games in York. It's a great place. 300-mile trail trip when I pay them a visit. There isn't anything round here, <laughs> really, good. other than the CEX-style stores, and then the retro prices are sky high. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've been to Sawthumb. Sawthumb's sort of a nice shop, yeah. Um, like this kind of... A, I'm not going... Don't worry, don't similar. panic. Um, I won't be going up there. Uh, they, they, they do stock some weird stuff, like laser discs. Ooh, and, uh, maybe I'm going up there. Uh, <laughs> you're big into imports. They like do a lot of import stuff. That's like their niche. Do you think they've got Africa on PS3? <laughs> I need that game. I'll message him. See if... Oh, God. I feel like some sort of weird crackhead in the village now he's yeah very strange uh, next up do you, to, do you want me to take one yeah why don't you this is uh, comic well, pictures 79 you're going to have to Jump. do some serious lore explanation here for the first no, I certainly am <laughs> uh, my question would be are you going to be getting any pumpo fonks in question mark we'll explain that in a minute I wonder <laughs> as an independent gaming store whether you uh, whether they use a CX site as a guide to the value of games and hardware good question that I traded in, and do they find that they have perhaps beat those price prices by, say, a pound on uh, both sale price and store credit to make sure people use them for trades? Or if they price match, do they find that people use them because of the better vibe their store will obviously have over places like CEX and Game? So, first up, do, do you look no, at on prices on what the hell oh we better we, we better talk about pumpo funks don't we so i slipped up a week ago you explain the we were in stingray's boot which we're going to get to listener stingray and someone had a collection of let me put my teeth in and arrange my jaw pop funkos 
but I couldn't say it and came out with Pumpo folks. <laughs> and the community decided to rally around and then start creating a whole set of the hardcore Pumpo community's Pumpo Funks. Yeah, I saw the post on that one. Oh, you did? Now I know the story. Now you know the full ins and outs of what that's all about. And the next part of that question is, do you use a CX site? And then do you feel you need to beat them to make that happen? Or is it so, your vibe and charisma that brings people so here? It says, do you use a CX site to, as a guide to find the value of games? No, but you do use it as a guide to find the value that CEX does pay for games. Mm, uh-huh. You know, they're not like right all the time, but you know, yeah, you do look at it because why not? The information is there, you may as well factor that in when you're looking. Definitely. You know what I mean? I, I don't just pull numbers um, out of a secret place. That's not PG. like me. Um, <laughs> I'm normally within a pound, to be fair. <laughs> But you know, yeah. So you look, but you know, it never. Nothing's a bible. Nothing's set in stone with stuff like this. You know, there is no de facto price guide or anything. Mm. So yeah, you mean you look, sure. Um, and yeah, you always try and beat it because sometimes it's sometimes they're miles off anyway. So you don't even, you know, what I mean, like uh, I said, GameCube games are really weird. If you look on their website, a lot of them uh, it'll be the trading price is ten percent of the selling price. So obviously you just ignore that because that's that's really tight. That's harsh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ten, one buy for one pound, sell for ten. Like that's yeah. brutal. I met, I, so, I share a little quick story there on the subject of that. I went to um, this is where I really had my pants pulled down. Uh, I went to CX uh, a number of years ago and took my GameCube with its full collection of games, including. Uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess and uh, Resident Evil 4 which are now both believe are quite sought after and had some other sort of rare titles on there as well full collection 100 quid that, I thought that was amazing but now I look at <laughs> some of those games are probably worth near Twilight 100 pounds Twilight Princess is like uh, 60 to 70 off the yeah. top of my head yeah. and that's probably no ball in it so Ooh. I think Cube is an expensive console. Yeah, I truly wish I had that console. I kept that and and kept the collection. I mean, I've I've got a Cube and I've got some random titles for it, but it's one of those funny consoles that, apart from some of the sort of Nintendo heavy hitters, a lot of it was just on every other format. There's a lot of chelp in there. And but and and, but also it'll be on every other format, and the GameCube title will be half the time like three times the price. It's true. Up on PS2. Need for Speed Underground. So if you're not specifically going for a GameCube collection, it is always better to just grab the PS2 or or Xbox version. I don't even know how it stacks up. GameCube is it? It's it's the most powerful of its generation. More powerful than Xbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. It is. I'll I'll agree uh, with that. So why? And it sold rubbish. So why do you think with the Wii, Nintendo went, right, we're not doing the most powerful console anymore. Yeah. We're going to do summer yeah. crazy. But they I, added I, no I, faith. They added backwards compatibility in some GameCube ports. That's because yeah. it is a GameCube. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> high, high-powered uh, GameCube with expansion pack in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the Cube, but anyway, we're digressing. Uh, Next up, yeah. a question from Mr. Pumpkin, triple six. He's kept it very short and succinct. He says... What is his best-selling game stroke gaming item? And I don't mean a blood clot in the brain, I mean Andor. So, again, this is another one that's a little different with because we our stock is based on just what we have. So I'm going to answer it as if, if we could source everything infinitely mm-hmm. and it was so the only gating factor was how much people wanted to buy it, it would be like literally anything with the word Pokemon on it. Uh. Like... Yes. It always makes me laugh because you always get people coming to the shop and look around and go like, "Oh, it's, it's Pokemon coming back." And it's like, 
dude, it, it never went away. Like, it has always <laughs> been, you yeah. know, just so popular. So if I bimbled in with a suitcase full of Pokemon Blues, yep. you'd be happy. Pokemon Blues, Pokemon Reds, even, you know, the DS ones, uh, Pokemon Cards, Pokemon Toys, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. What about, I, what about a set of Pokemon marbles? Someone to buy it. We've had them. We've, I've sold them. I've sold Pokemon marbles. I, I bought them. Did you? <laughs> Did you? Was it with, with, the little, with the little pouch? Little drawstring yeah, bag. Yeah. A little display case that's a Pokeball with the little... Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's the, cool, that. The battle oh, man. it's all coming out now. All the guilty secrets. This is why, this is why you get paid in kind. Ah. Uh. For my silence, your silence. <laughs> like a young BBC presenter. Yeah. Oh God. It's all controversial. Next, do you want to take the next question? Eslo and Midna, a long-time listener, uh, asks: How does Gotham Games UK see the future of games retail with the current dominance of digital? Do you think there will be a future where people prefer owning games on physical media once again, similar to the re-emergence of new music sales on vinyl for collectors? Hmm. So I'm going to throw him on the quick fact. I mean, it, di- digital is the way a lot of it's going. But uh-huh. you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah. that sold the best physical out of any since like pre PS4 days. Really? Yeah. For That's some reason, that one game yeah. is the bastion of uh, no. I'm going to get the disc. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of people like, oh, I'm hardcore Call of Duty from back in the day. I'm getting that. But. For the audio podcast, oh, no, I'm no, no, no. Sir Tom. It is a cracking game, though. So. It is. Or it, it's it's good. It's back to being good. Yeah, it is real good campaign. Should have just called it something else. They should have. I, 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 no, I, this I, is yeah, what games are filmed to now. Yeah, it I, is. I yeah. hate it. Because it's st- yeah. stamping out new stuff coming up. No, but it's not, it's not a remake. It's literally just a new game. I know, yeah. They had to put the marketable name on it so people yeah. that maybe even haven't got a PS4... It's sad, isn't it, that they won't take the risks, but I think it maybe would get crushed a little bit if it didn't. It's, I don't know. It is funny because it's the one where they've done like this weird tactic to maybe get more sales is the best I wonder, one they've done I wonder now that in years anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now yeah. that we've got a third person in the room, yes, we should I, ask this question. The price verse. Are you aware of this? It's something oh, that really? we cooked up. There's, you know, in Call of Duty, Captain Price is in like World <laughs> no, War Two. Yeah. So we envisaged there was this world, this Captain like Price verse, like the Marvel verse, and, where and we so might forth. one day have all the different versions of Captain Price assembled in <laughs> one I th- game. I, I was thinking more like Doctor Who. Yes, well, they do that the same would be thing. cool. I, th- yeah. I think like a time traveling Captain Price, <laughs> where he. Have you ever seen the start, either of you, of? The one of the Wolverine films where him and his brother are basically fighting through all like American Civil War, World War One, Vietnam. Is that just the first X Men film, or is it? Oh, it X-Men could Origins? be. Yeah, it might Don't be X Men Orin- Origins. Oranges. But, <laughs> oranges. X Men Origins. Special. That. <laughs> it, it, it'd be a better film, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be quite cool to see him do do something like that. We we as always we get. Carried away. We get carried away with our own. Who we got next? Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. As I am Captain Derail, oh, apparently. Yes. Let's go back to the question. You yeah. are right. Now, <laughs> so yeah, moving towards physical. What what, what happened with music? Exactly. Music went digital, and yet HMV they went, they got screwed basically. Yeah. yeah. But they're bouncing yeah. back because of records. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think when you go in there, obviously a lot of the vinyl, it's not original vinyl, it's repressed it's stuff. Repressed. Can you see? Can you see a moment in time where 
Sega and Nintendo re-release it says reproduction on it but a copy of uh, Sonic Ooh, 1 and Mario All Stars and all that sort of stuff and you buy it and you buy like a you can get an original NES and it'll work but Nintendo and Sega have actually re-released the original hardware probably cheap ass chipset inside but you know whatever it is and the real hi-fi guys they go and get a Mark 1 Genesis yeah. high fidelity sound all that can you see that happening? I can genuinely see that happening but on the subject of represses Yakuza got repressed do you remember Yakuza in America two. they repressed Yakuza 2 and 3 I think oh no not 2 it was 1 and 2 yeah. the PS2 ones I still they need they reprinted them like last year which is crazy you wouldn't think the stuff would be there to do a PS2 game but it was I would that's one game I still need to get Yakuza 2 on PS2 you know <laughs> it comes in it's on the radar that's me prepping my we, we kind of we kind of have like these reprints in some respect with like if you look how they package the Mega Drive Mini, it is just the yeah. the original box art. I think it's a shame they just didn't put a little. They should have enlarged the top a little bit more, so you could have actually put original hardware uh, absolutely, in play yeah. off that way. I think I think that's a little unfair on the consumer. Is like, would it really hurt to make that happen? Not at all. But weirdly, all the old ones that weren't made by Sega, the licensed ones by mm, At Games, they all yes. took original cards. Yeah, they did. Um, ah. They just they weren't very good, though, were janky they? sound. Yeah. Although, do you know what? I played with one of the, the last ones they did before Sega went, uh-uh, we'll do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a HDMI one. And genuinely, I was like, the sound on that was good. Yeah. And that was pretty good. And uh, you could do, it's got save states like all the mini consoles did, but yeah. even for your carts. Mm. Wow. So it's like, that's actually that's... a good little thing. Yeah. I think it's a nice way of playing the older games without going and forking out for, a, what, the Retron 5s or whatever they're called. Yeah, it's especially if you've just, if you've not got an old TV or you don't want to because obviously there's always ways to get old consoles on new TVs yeah and you know I'm always telling people about them <laughs> but um, you know there is a, a, a certain nicety to if you're not bothered about having the original hardware but yeah. want the original games yeah. getting a thing where it's like HDMI done old 30 year old car <laughs> brand new device done magic although yeah. I think there's some uh, from memory I'm going to get a little full geek on this there are some games that don't work in it that relied on certain elements of yeah, the chipset to make them play just as an aside if someone's decided to go full out on ebay and get <laughs> i don't know some bizarre game that probably went bubsy or something random that won't work next up the gamers bermuda has it become harder and harder to sell video games as an independent store that's going against video game giants like GameStop, Target, Walmart and Best Buy? Bear with him, he's obviously in Bermuda, so <laughs> the equivalents here would be Game, Tesco's and Asda and Argos. Yeah, uh, it's weird though, like supermarkets don't sell games like they used to, do they? No. Not uh, literally, um, on the way to the podcast, sorry to interrupt, I, I went into uh, Tesco to try and purchase a new release which we'll get to in the new releases and they didn't have it and also the service was a bit like not the best and I think <laughs> it's in it would just be amazing if the well, thing is you're like, asking Maureen from R3 who's stocking tomatoes <laughs> to give a rat's ass about this certain video game that you want to buy that's a good point that they didn't I'll let her off because it's probably Poor old Maureen I'm going to get a physical copy of that now Oh, you will as well. Of course. I'll, I try, I'll trade you. I'll trade you my twenty pound PlayStation voucher I got Maybe. for twenty cash for real money. 
For real money. Cash money. Cash well, money's. I've got my eyes on driver one and two, and you've put a five in my pocket, <laughs> and I'm sure if I wink and you know straight, we can make that happen. I'll probably have to wave him. Yeah, sorry, Tom. How do you uh, going back is it, to that? Is it difficult competing against some of the the bigger chains? No, because because of the focus on retro, really. It's yeah. like, you know, you've carved out that niche and it's something yeah. completely different. Sure. So, yeah, that doesn't really, that's not too huge of a factor, really, I would say. As we know, retro yeah, is very popular. Everyone likes, everyone loves the retro apart from you. Yeah. As I mean, proved last week. Yes. I can, I can bend the question slightly. Um, so, 2015, like when I took this on, and then it was about a year later where CEX, which for people who are listening in America, is like big chain second-hand shop that mainly does games and phones and stuff but now they've started to do retro and obviously so that is now something that you compete against but at the risk of sounding like a cocky it's not it's not too hard like they don't train their staff about any of the retro stuff no so they don't have a clue what's going on and it's a mess and <laughs> I think they, they don't design stuff properly and they buy things in by mistake you know an unboxed copy of XYZ but they'll slap it out at the box mint price yeah and all sorts <laughs> or they'll of just get the, the wrong game or something yeah um, so yeah that's pa- not too hard <laughs> case in point Ban- Panzer Dragoon Saga marked up at £400 and it was just <laughs> Panzer Dragoon 2 oh yeah I've seen that making yeah if you, if you go on Twitter and uh Someone should do a hashtag for that, like CEX blunders or something. I think that could happen. Just where something's gone wrong. I've seen a few. The guy who went in that afternoon with some Saturn games and walked out with like 300 quid and stuff. Or more more the fool, the person that goes in there that doesn't really know what they're buying but thinks, well, that looks like an investment, that's an expensive game, I'll get that. And they think they've got Panzer Dragon Saga, but don't. What gets it is that they sell online, don't they? And on, on the website, it's just all of the shops are like pulled yeah. into one website, and you order that. I can't imagine anyone buy something online because you don't even get a picture of what you're buying. Some people do. They, there's some people that it's, kind you're of. You're taking a punt, though, aren't you? Well, you are, big time. I Especially think they, if you order Panzer Dragoon Saga and get Panzer Dragoon. Oh. Which, I, I, me and you are laughing because we know what it is, and I feel like that's such an inside joke, but it's. One's a 400, but it's not, I think, 250 something a game, is it? I think, I think now it's about 400 right. quid. And, and Panzer Dragoon's like, what, like 12? <laughs> to be honest, it's gone up in value. Yeah, I think it used it's, to be it's touching 50 20, p, isn't it? Yeah. Has it gone up in value because people are buying it thinking it's the other one? And, I uh, think people probably want the full set. Everyone's going, oh, that's really rare. Everyone's they want the full set, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And it is a good game in its own right. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. The first one's a bit clunky, the second one feels really good. People who. People who buy Saga, I sometimes scratch my head and think, like, do they know what they're buying? Because it's a very out there game, isn't yeah. it? It's not like the first games. It's an RPG, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but the battles are turn based. It's out there. Anyway, I want to ask Tom a quick question. Because I haven't. Why I haven't are you got... asking like a primary school kid who wants a week? <laughs> Rubbing his hands I on his knees. Why. What are you wiping off your hands? <laughs> uh, do you have any amiibo? No. Time for that. Get back in your seat. Oh. <laughs> get okay. mumsy, dab the bib around your chops. Do they get traded in at all still? They, or? they, they do get traded in, but they always sell super quick. Yes. Yeah. You know, I sell them cheap, um, so they, they oh, go quick. I'll be paying a visit then. But you got to come more than once a well, I've got insider decade. information now. I'm not telling you nothing. Oh. <laughs> he takes 
It was going to tell us some more about them. They just go. Yeah. Nintendo yeah, that's it. It, sells just go, a lot of yeah. hotcakes. Next up, a little bit more lore for the show, but uh, Finster Gamer, he's actually got a shop in the village, bizarrely. He's a proprietor of Finster Games. He understands the trials on today's, on today's high street, although the fact that this is a 100% fictional store <laughs> could be the main reason I make absolutely no money from it. On a serious note, though, me and my girlfriend do actually own a vintage clothing shop. How is your town for business rates? I find that here the council make it so expensive for an independent business that there are rows and rows of vacant premises. Our building is privately owned, so we pay rent, but then there are business rates on top of that. Here we also have something called BID, B-I-D, to help independent businesses by rinsing all of their money, which is extremely helpful. Ooh, uh, oh, oh, we'll get to BID. We'll start, let's break it down from the top, so business rates. Um, they're not too bad here, actually, because this is a council-owned building that I have, so the rent is quite modest compared to all the ones owned by the co-op yeah in fact because um, I can do it that numbers there's further down the street there's a shop just come up for let that was like the teddy bear shop Stonebow Bears oh yeah and, and that's about the size of this room we're recording in now right yes, okay. is, yeah. and this is what would I say like an eighth of my total shop yeah, yeah. and it's the same rent Ooh. yeah oh, wow as this place and it is tiny the yeah. and that's owned by the co-op they're like the land barons the mafia of, of Lincoln you know it's like oh, I thought today coming here be careful don't, don't slag anyone off but I can obviously uh, you know oh, the I can drag them through the mud oh, they're, completely. Uh, they're ridiculous they own like most of the premises in Lincoln and if there's an empty building it's co-op Let's face it, they're losing the battle of the little street stores these days against people like pop-ups like Tesco Extra or little Tesco Minis. So they're just extrapolating that money through these Do, do you businesses. think they know, like, obviously the high street is suffering, so they're kind of making as much as they can while they can? Or Well, you don't make any money for an empty building. So That's true, yeah. It's always the weird well, perspective. I hear about... I don't know how true this is. We'll take it with a grain of salt, but okay. I've heard shakings about, like, the... If they lower the rent, the value of the property as an asset goes down, mm. and with all the money tied up in it, in you know, of investments of yeah. going, oh, I ha we have this in our portfolio and it is worth this because it has a rate of rentable value of this. Yeah. And if they lower the rent, all that comes crashing down uh, because you, you just you know capitalism stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the village yeah. we live in is called Farmerton, and it's almost like the Bermuda Triangle because no one can ever find it on a map. <laughs> and there's a town near Farmerton called Sleaford and the co-op owner Muse and every single one of those stores bar two of them is empty and nice. has been for five years it makes no sense does it I mean that's what's killing the high street not people wanting yeah. to have a go just price of entry alone it makes it unprohibitive it's the it? same in G-Town to be fair Grantham yeah. so Grantham Lincoln draw the triangle drop a pound in it in the middle. spin it up <laughs> spin round twice that's how you summon Stingray but you know in this instance it's how you find Farmington so, next question oh, no the last the last bit oh, it's BID it's called Business Improvement District if you have a business you're a member of one I say member you're forced to uh, and it's they call, it, they call it a levy it's like uh, all, ooh, you know, all our members look I'm not a member it's a tax I have to pay it. <laughs> call it <laughs> if you're in a tax, you call it a tax. And what it is, you pay some money, and there's this company called Lincoln Big, which what you do is you pay for some guy to sit in an office and not do anything. Mm. And I, you know, I walk past that and I go, look, he's having a great time on my money. What, the, what are they meant to do? So they do stuff, like they're, they're meant to do stuff that brings people to the sea. And do you, do you remember a few years ago, like the one good thing they have ever done, well, they did it twice. 
you remember the, the night trail and the barren yes, trail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, did yeah. that. And yeah. I was like, do you know what? That was genuinely a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. It, it did yeah. make a difference to business. And I was like, this is, this is really good. And then they didn't do it anymore. It's this coming is, back this year, though. This is going to sound like one of my creosote-soaked fever dreams. But did they also pay for that water slide that went from the top of Steep Hill to the bottom? Yes. Ah. Uh, they used to well do with the, the ice ring and stuff like that. Oh, they don't yes. do that anymore. Uh, yeah. Um, they're, they're, tra- they're doing the trail again. I don't, have you seen it? It's a, it's a Lincoln imp atop a pillar and it's got oh. one leg hanging down and it looks a bit rude. Oh. Like he's a, a well-endowed imp. <laughs> An appendage. And, she, and, it, and it's called like the cheeky imp and all and it's like, <laughs> who designed these? You, oh my word. Mr. Tumnus from Lion Witch in the Wardrobe yeah. Extreme Edition. But, so <laughs> wow, that's that classic yeah, Mr. That's Tumnus. the one good thing they do but like sometimes I walk around town and I see like, you know Boots has got a mural painted on the empty boots building. Oh, they have. I, yes. yeah, I paid for that. That's my graffiti. That's your imp. Yeah. That's an imp as well. Don't draw some on my shop, do they? No. Ridiculous. But <laughs> no, I think it is stupid. And the salt in the wound is uh, you have to vote for it every so often. So obviously, as you've heard from my vitriol, I put no every single time with a smile yeah. on my face. And that they nearly didn't make it. It nearly got like abolished, essentially. <laughs> So I guess that's why that trail's coming back now because like oh we've got to do something. We need yeah. to do yeah. we need to look like um, we're busy. Do all the they, they, they send you, you a letter be, saying you thank you for voting for us and I was like I don't know Do you have to be an in so if you're a chain, you don't pay into this, but if you're an no, independent I think chains business, pay it as well. Oh okay, all right. But it just obviously they can take the hit more, you know. Um the the, the gaming event they had at the engine shed, is that open to would that be something you could go to what and do you have mean like by the gaming event? Do you mean that well, there was a, like a festival? By yeah, the guy that was who it. Run the comic convention. It was the same guy. That I was rapper. there. We, yeah, I didn't know whether you had a whether you could have had or or did have a stand there yeah. to. Um, did, how did that go? I made some money. We took mostly merch yeah. because the store was yeah. still open. Um, cool. And yeah, we had a really good day at the store. And yeah, I took loads of merch and sold loads of. I didn't know whether that games. was one of the ideas they came up no, with. No, that probably that's, sounds. That's uh, just some guy who ran his own event. Yeah. Um, okay. No, they. Is that happening again, or did that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the guy was quite disorganised. It was a. It was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. I, I. I got. I, you know, we I did well out of right it. Well, we would, yeah. Yeah, you can do uh, unofficial controller con at the engine shed. There you go. Live talks. It's happening. Special we'll, guests. We'll build up to that. For um, yeah. just just quickly, for any listeners who fancy meeting up, really, we're going to go to EGX this year, aren't we? Once Ooh. again, spending money me and Ponsbury haven't got, but there you go. Media passes, they're free. Are they? You can. I hope on. they are. Why don't you work on securing a couple? I will do that. If I guarantee you, the day before EGX, the it will be. Have you managed to speak to them, George? Like, no, Tom, why? Have you not done anything? <laughs> well, I've been busy writing a GameCube episode that's meant to be coming out. Not... It's meant to be coming out early March, now coming out early March 2021. 20, it, it, it was one or the other, and I did neither. <laughs> Next, Odders. He's a long-time fan of the show. He's also... Oh, no, has he been a winner yet? He's had a whole segment named after him, so you know he's not he has, too bad. Yeah. Uh, Odders has got to say growing up what was your experience of gaming retail uh, were there independent gaming shops or was it the usual high street shops like Game Electronics Boutique Future Zone I'm showing my age now 
uh, Virgin Megastore, etc., oh. which always had a great game section. I loved it. So, yeah. what, what what did you where did you tend to buy your games so uh, back in the day? I you you can't tell from my voice, but I was born and bred in Wigan. Oh. If you you must know it's an embarrassing accent. I won't do it. But you all, everyone <laughs> listening knows the accent. You've heard Peter Kay. He's he's spoken on the telly. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that um, so in Wigan uh, we had nothing. Literally, there was n- there was no game, no electronics boutique, nothing like that. Not no Virgin Mega Stores. We had a stall in the market called the Cage because it used you know those rack shelves. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. it literally was a cage, <laughs> and uh, that's where I bought all my games from. So um, that's a, that's was, another was thing it? where like so to me, um, I got weirded out when I first started working here and like find out there's people out there in the world who like don't like buying secondhand things or games I thought, well, I, thinking, I could literally only buy secondhand games that's a very weird way into let's say you get your ps2 for christmas let's say mumsy and dadsy ponied up they went to argos to bought it oh by that time it got better your so your to... medium into it was only through secondhand games so everything felt like it, it had this sort of strange mystery to it but yeah so it was like early 90s there was just the cage and then like i think wh smith sold games at that point yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and then later on, when we got the PlayStation, uh, Game Station had arrived in Wigan, and that was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa! Yeah. They had new games and used games. Yeah, had I all the games. I wasn't buying the new games though. <laughs> <laughs> Five yeah. for twenty pound. Yeah. That sort of time. Oh yeah, I was that 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 sustained me growing up. The like the four for twenty pound. Pick and, like, so my pick and my one of my uh, my employee Josh friend. I should call him friend. He was a friend first. Josh always rags on me because my collection of games growing up was awful. <laughs> like I did not have like the games that you think are the good ones. I had just junk. <laughs> what so was your many rubbish games? Indulge me. What was your favourite junk game? Um, have you heard of uh, World Destruction League Thunder Tanks on the PS2? I have. I used to play that so much in split screen with a multi-tap four-player with the neighbours kids. Wow. And uh, it's not a good game. It's awful. Yeah, and it's one you... of those games where there's like sound bites, but only about five, and it just plays them over and over again. Mm. I told you know, like, it's meant to be like a commentator. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. I told you Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks was a good Ooh. game. <laughs> as I... an independent as an independent voice for one week on the show, what's your thoughts on Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks? The RPG it's, section. It's not a good game. <laughs> Authoritative decision. It is not but, a Oh, there's a book. I will say Ignore like, everything before because there's a look, book. I used to play games like bought from the Morrison Spinner, like <laughs> Extreme Express, the train racing game. Used to love that. I bought a fishing and hunting game for the PS2 from the Morrison Spinner. Spinner. Morrison's Game Zone 9.99, brand new. Deer Hunter like six <laughs> or something random like that. Um, so hopefully that's answered Odyssey's questions. I remember here in Sunny Lincoln where Electronics Boutique used to be. Uh, Did it used to be near Waterstone, where the big Waterstones is? Yeah, yeah it's that. But that That's only just moved from the, there. the game, the game that has just closed. No, no, like Life actually in that central building. No, no, I don't think no. so. It's always, it's been, always been. It must there. have been a toy shop. And though. when it first opened, it was Virgin Mega Store, and they even sold Atari ST games. I remember going wow. in there with my dad, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Because prior to that, there was a little shop on, you know, like it's almost like a. Um, Used to be, road no Phoenix there was Phoenix Games 
I know and about then, that one. Um, you know where um, they've knocked it all down and there's like a butcher's there and the new bus station is? Yeah. There was a little shop that smelt of sweat <laughs> and a, a father and son running. They were sweet people, so I don't want to beat them down too much. And it was wood panelled. Had loads of tape cassettes in there, and that's where you went to get games before Virgin Megastore arrived. <laughs> Micropoint. No, I've heard. Well, I say heard of that one, obviously because you're dealing retro. Sometimes you have, you find old stickers and old receipts. Yeah, those two nice. days, Phoenix on Monks Road and the Micro <laughs> one. I found Request. stickers from Request. If you ever find anything from Micropoint again, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Not Phoenix though. Mm, he was a bit strange because you like you, he wasn't strange as a person but you walked in it was like you walked you know like in terrace houses where they're joined and you get that little walkway and you have to go in yeah, through the they, side yeah. you went in through the side and you kind of avoided the stairs that are right in front of you and you walked into what would have been the front <laughs> I'm room guessing the st- like stairs like literally just up to the guy's bedroom from what I remember <laughs> and, and then he just had wall to wall stuff and I, I can't remember I've bought a Jaguar two times an Atari Atari Jaguar Jaguar I've bought one twice in my life once from there and I had that awful game was it Cybermorph yep. and I brought that home when it was meant to be cutting edge and I think my man walked in and was like what's this you've traded in for and it was like uh, well this I don't think that's any better than what you had before and I'm thinking <laughs> no you're right <laughs> you're absolutely right it's crushed yeah but crushed. come on the Jaguar comes in a great box Top, I, ten, top 10 video console boxes right there this is two a, eyes on the front this is a guilty confession I've bought another one since and I can't remember whether I sold it to you Maybe. Or whether I've still got it somewhere in my piles of... I sound like a hoarder, but we've got a 40, 50 level bunker to put all this stuff in. Tom moved out, so we ain't got the room, but I've still got plenty of the room. Uh, look, at, look, at look at that. At the that box. is beautiful. For the audio podcast, yeah, to be we're fair. now looking at it's the sexy Jaguar box. sells the console. Very nice. Completely. <laughs> and, and to top it off, the Jaguar underperformed so well that a dentist <laughs> company repurposed the plastic shell to put their hygienic teeth cleaning equipment uh, in you are a man of facts as and always. then someone else bought it from that company <laughs> it was uh, you know Kickstarter how it's like land yeah. of cool things but also a lot of failed projects there was a, a, a return of the Coleco vision wow and they were putting it in the Jaguar case that's just naughty that's like some sort of like <laughs> horror movie yeah, it's a forbidden love <laughs> here, here um, got another loyal listener C. Pliskin. He's got a question for Tom first. Uh, are you motivated to run in your own business by the prospect of preserving forgotten or prominent aspects of pre-2000 gaming or as a chance to meet fellow gamers for discussions on retro games? Um, yeah, you know, just capitalism things. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's... Just, I, don't, I don't really know how to answer this one. I even, even didn't write something down. Um, yeah, it's all all the aspects of it are good. I don't really don't have one favourite thing. Uh, it's nice being my own boss. Yeah. It's uh, although sometimes Amen it's not nice. That. It's nice meeting people. Although sometimes you meet some right weirdos. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get threatened, and sometimes you have to deal with stuff like that, and sometimes you get robbed. But you know, you're still motivated from all the good things, all the good sides of people, all what, the great people that I meet. What's the weirdest thing any anyone's tried to trade in or or left in a box or? Oh, we have. We forgot about the the story. The story. Okay. You have a story to wield out. Now's the time to pop right. it in. Don't forget, we're a PG podcast. Yep. You're gonna have to come up with so, some sort of weird. It's called. Innuendos the story is called the list. 
Okay. But part, <laughs> uh, we'll do part one first. This was wow. back, back back in the An old epic. market. It's like a prequel. It doesn't involve all this, but the, basically it was um, back in the market. It was um, you get this quite a lot. Like a mum traded in her kids' games. Yeah. Obviously, when they hand over the games, you open it, check the disc, scan it. You know, be be yep. open it. There was a strip of condoms. Nice. That's embarrassing for Mumsy. Yeah, and she was possibly the most uptight person I've ever seen. Oh. And she just ceased trading in the games. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. She was like, oh, just, just, and just took it all back and went. And I imagine, yeah, that was fun. And it was a copy of Virtual <laughs> Tennis 4 on the Xbox 360, in case you were wondering. So just imagine, uh, you know, Johnny brings a girl back to his place, the mood. Who just says that one second? Let me just get Virtua Tennis out. Oh my god. Imagine if you had a Ranger console yeah. as well. It must be this one. What Ooh. different flavours in different, yeah. different <laughs> games? Maybe Virtua Tennis was a pseudonym for like the first time. So that was the V Box. <laughs> then he had some other stuff. Oh god. I can't. We can't. It's a PG podcast. We're locked in. Okay, so part two. Part two. Uh, this is hope of these the story. premises, and it was, and this wasn't though. Like sometimes stuff gets traded, and it's got like cheats or something, you know, stuffed yeah. in it, receipts, printed out, yeah. game FAQs. I live for that stuff. Yeah, you won't live for this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I might. It was a Half Life on the PlayStation Two, uh, and it <laughs> essentially had someone's bucket list, but it wasn't like a normal bucket list. It was exclusively a sexual bucket list. <laughs> what now, moves and things. Uh, or people it was weird like it was it was someone with quite clearly uh, an acquired taste for <laughs> god do you know how hard this is for PG okay but you know one of them was uh, be stripped naked tied to a tree and left overnight like it was really weird stuff on there wow and I gosh. don't know what I can't really say any of the others Within so the realms of did, PG, did, but did said person come back in ever again to trade anything? I d- the thing is, that I don't. Or, know. Well, I suppose I don't. Yeah, know. Like, it was. Yeah, um, I suppose if you, yeah, it was just. It, it was like, uh, you know, we don't always put stuff straight out. Yeah, no, so absolutely. we didn't find it on trading. So it could be someone who I <laughs> see every day, and I don't know. But what, it was. If you're out there, what game was it? Half Life on the PS2. Oh, look how he's looking shady. <laughs> Tied Shall we? Up. We better move on. Tied tied to a tree. It was a, it was a long long list. To, to A4 double sided, handwritten, wow. quite quite bad handwriting. Yeah. Uh, C Pliskin. <laughs> C, C Pliskin has also got a question for me and you, George. I'm a 2000s kid who never played retro games when I was younger, except for Mario Bros. Deluxe and a Scooby Doo themed <laughs> game on a Game Boy Color. So, would you recommend Gotham games? Uh, should you want to try part of the game in history, I'll pro- probably visit the next time I'm in the UK. See, Pliskin, if uh, you're coming to the UK and you're coming to the fine city of Lincoln, if you don't come to Gotham Games, you need your head inspecting. We'll get you're to missing out. listener that came you're on a tour out. of the UK and stopped off at the immortal Gotham Games, as I'll call them. Uh, absolutely, yes, you should. Even if it's just to walk around and let's so face it, somewhere in here, You've actually got some NTSC games, so he could take something home if he's from America, mm. right? Um, but don't forget the Mega Drive. They don't they didn't do that region locking. You, 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 you have your Sega Genesis over in 
uh, the land of freedom, you can get a Mega Drive game, slap it in, golden. Boom. Completely region free. Very good. But also all handheld, pretty much region free. Yeah, I remember playing a lot, Game Boy. I remember buying a lot of Jap games from Grantham Computer Center for um, the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. So they're all region free, and because they're on handhelds, a lot of them, you know, obviously don't buy RPGs if they're Japanese because you can't play yeah. them because you can't read it. I struggled with Advance that's, Wars. Yeah. That's, what, <laughs> yeah. that's what's held me back from Yakuza on the PSP. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. So it's only Japanese edition. Yeah, available. but it's made by AKI, who oh. made No Mercy oh. and Def Jam Vendetta, etc. So it's a very, very okay. good game. But yeah, um, so yeah, I definitely would visit, I think, and get a Game Boy. Get a Game Boy. There you go, see Pliskin. Uh, we've got another independent gaming store memory from Dugan McBain. Yeah. Uh, shall I wheel yeah, this go one for it. out? Go for I can it. think of a question. I can't think of a question, but I do remember going into GeForce in Motherwell at the height of the Dreamcast days. <laughs> he does treat. He did say he treats that's a small like a window. The height of the Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in, week. and immediately my backpack caught on one of the shelves, pulling down half a dozen of Dreamcast games. As you know, the case is oh. the sturdiest of things, so it's safe to say there was a fair bit of plastic shrapnel flying around the store. That was an expensive visit. <laughs> they are the most fragile games, yeah. for sure. And I got a little story. There was a guy who traded in a bunch of games, and he used to polish the cases. Oh, I do that. They get slippy. Real slippy. Uh, Dreamcast <laughs> games, ridiculous. <laughs> they all got smashed because people were like, no matter how much we cleaned it, we couldn't get rid of the sheen. Yeah. No chemical was bringing off the sheen. No. And so, yeah, customers would be like, pick it up, put it down, dropped, and I will forget it. But I think most Dreamcast collectors have accepted that their games are going to have some cracks, so going to have some bits missing. Mine have survived, although I polished them. And there was one time when I was sort of, I said, oh, I'll, I'll go get all my Dreamcast games out and look at them. And I started to stack them up. <laughs> and I just sort of looked round. Don't stack them. And they just sort of went, prop. <laughs> no! Timber. But they survived. I don't know what mine are made of. Probably they're just the special... Uranium mm-hmm. core cases. That was, I say that now. You got hard four though. Moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, we've got another man from the the good old USA. Yes. Chronicles of Gamer. He's actually been on a visit from uh, the United States. He says, uh, "Have He's you been to this very store? Unbelievable. Small world or what? Definitely." Uh, have you ever had any trade-ins that were crazy expensive that the owner didn't realise how valuable they were? Uh, that's his first question, if you want to tackle that first, um, Tom. Well, there's like two parts. I mean, yeah, all the time a lot of people don't know what things are worth. Mm. Yeah. But I am honest. He is a good, he is a good <laughs> Another good um, reason to come here. Let's but, very yeah, nice. like sometimes it, it, people are shocked at like the price they get for something. And it's, like, it's a bit oh, like I thought the Antiques was... Road show here, you isn't it? Do, it, it is. You always do, you know, you know like... <laughs> we joked about like taxi drivers it's like I hate myself for it but you always fall back on the same old lines where you go like oh that'll be you get 60 quid for these and go oh really I was only expecting 10 I'll go oh well I can say 10 if you want <laughs> it's like and then I just go oh god why stop it yeah um, but yeah yeah all the time but then sometimes you get people who think things are worth way more than they actually are the Facebook ferrets the ones the, who think they've got a 400 pound retro one, collection one look on ebay and not looking at the souls just at the buy it now and it's yeah, like oh, it says 500 buy it now it's like yeah but no one's gonna buy it so yeah i think when you're doing <laughs> that as a, as a sanity check you need to go into filter sort completed items always sold items and then you know the value of the game yeah, yeah. 
That's a bit. Um, me and my brother got a, one of the Pokemon card books that you used to store all the cards in, and we've got some what I think reasonably rare ones in there. We have a decent collection. And my brother rang me one day. He's like, "Oh, we should get on eBay, get them sold now, because they they go they're like on there for massive money." As and we looked, they're on there for massive money, but nothing's selling. No, no one's bidding on it. Uh, so it's, I think it's always important to actually try and find out the actual realistic yeah. selling That price. third mortgage you got? Yeah. <laughs> those cards as a yeah. deposit. Pokemon cards are always, they're one of the biggest like, misconceptions. Yeah. Of, like, just because uh, they're okay. old. Like, there are some really expensive... It's basically, have you got a shiny Charizard, a shiny Venusaur, or a shiny Blastoise? If not, it's not worth that much. We've got all three. <laughs> We've got all three. Well, there you're in the money but, there. But... We need. I think. Is there something about the additions that they are? They, like did, some, re, they did reprints. Yeah, but it's really easy to tell because the, the reprinted ones just. Say I mean, like we're talking. We're talking probably like when Pokemon Blue and Red yeah, yeah, were they around. Did, they so did they original said, reprints though, yeah. like back in the day. Ah, okay. But right. it's very easy to tell apart. Your collection, it's worthless. <laughs> Rest it. You wait. Oh, you still got that Pokemon collection, mate. <laughs> I'll buy it off your fiver. Yeah, I'll give you a fiver for a while. <laughs> Swap me a case copy of Dreams. Uh, uh, Chronicles of Gamer, his second question. Um, how do you handle zombies, a.k.a. people who just walk and look around <laughs> but never buy anything? I find, this, this question was first when it got me because it's, I find the, word, the use of the word handle is a bit intimidating. Like, how do you sort them out? What do you do with them? Like, what do you mean? Like, people can come in the shop. That's fine. He's from we've all we've all loitered. True. You know, we've all had an appointment. Like, I think I think it's probably a little bit more frowned on in the US, isn't it? Of of like it's probably well, polite or custom, as so with tips and stuff when they're visiting a restaurant. It, the same here is. It's almost considered rude to go in some, somewhere and not buy anything. That's why I always yeah. try and leave with something. Even if it's a 3D printed Pokemon key ring. Obviously, I like when people buy things, but I don't. Yeah. I never. Some, I've even had people go like, oh, sorry. And like, you, don't, you don't have to apologize. Like, there's Do no you? expectation. Yeah. Let's reword it this way Do you have any serial zombies? People that come in <laughs> week in, week out, never well, bought a thing, and yeah, just hang out in here? The ones who are the most, I guess I would have to call them the most serial zombies, they don't really talk to me either, which is weird. But yeah. then again, so it's like well, it literally has zero effect on me, so they, they can do what they do. But then there was one guy, he comes in every two days, I would say, and he'll spend a good 20 minutes looking around every single time. And then, but then every so often, he'll make one purchase. He bought Sokoden too, that's £130. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> a guy who makes yeah, very like, decisive decisions yeah. takes he, his time he's a very discerning man isn't yeah, he? yeah. He's, a, he's a man of culture he's a man yeah. of fine taste Sudokun 2 as well I mean it's an expensive game but in today's world it's uh, do you think he goes a and, and pours himself a red wine and has a little mull over I can see him it? doing that, oh, that yeah. he's it a, sounds like he's, he's, a, little, he he's a little been, bit of a it's character maybe retro gamer Thomas maybe he comes in <laughs> fine Chianti fine Chianti he's, he's nibbling right now on Sudokun 2 as he's listening Donna's <laughs> poured him beloved Don has poured him a glass of craft ale and he's but stopping on that and, and nibbling on suka I, I will say and I'm going to have a slight tangent here because so obviously I, I, this is a cool shop right so obviously I get at least one email a day basically about people asking if they can work here of course oh, yes. that's good I've got a stack of CVs that um, 
I probably should sort through one day because some of them are probably about five years old at this point. These people but might be I keep dead. them together. Um, um, but yeah, and the old people always talk about how they like games and stuff, and that's not what you need to work here. You need people skills. Yeah. True. Because you're interacting with people, and one important skill is not zombies, but people who will come in and want your undivided attention for the longest time. Even if you've got other customers that you need to be seeing. Uh, and so being able to handle them is like one of the biggest skills, really. Just, be, you know, like having the people skills to be like, I, I, I feel like I'm talking it up, but a lot of people do lack this kind of... In this modern day and age, yeah, these skills. Just be, a, just, you know, like just be nice to someone, but going, you know, like, well, look, I, I'm just going to say these guys, but we'll carry on later, but I just got to say these uh, gents and, yeah. Yeah, and do, stuff like that. I just, uh, I just ask on the subject of that. Do you find that's a, an age thing, or, or do you get CVs of a broad age bracket? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. It, it, uh, like, oh, not. It's like university age, yeah. college age. Obviously, Lincoln is a very university-based city, really now. Well, I it suppose. is nowadays. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously breaking the podcast for four yeah how yeah. dare you 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 make the rules you break the rules i know in, <laughs> in, in, in mine and yours industries we deal with a lot of people don't we so we we have a lot of i'd like to think we have people skills you don't, you're you're a mic muting modern gamer don't you slither an ear making making out i was in modern warfare back in the day mate, Ooh, where it was open like, lobbies yeah you said things you said foul things about people's mumsies yeah that's right and when someone said something foul about your mum's, you cried. <laughs> Rage quit. <laughs> Smashed the con uh, the controller and went off in a huff. Uh, Actually, I think this guy's a new listener. Yeah. Retro bit. We're picking them up. Yeah, I think they've been looking at the shop. They've, they've been interacting with the shop on Instagram as well. Very yeah. nice. Ooh. That's good to hear. So um, I don't know if they're a new fan or... He says, um, he says, hi Gotham Games UK, my question for you is, as a business, where do you see yourselves in the future? Will you expand to possibly more locations? Oh, this is now, a big question. So this, this is a big question, and sort of honestly, no, because I am really hands-on with this, and I just struggle, I can't, I hate giving up control of things. Mm. This is mine, this is my thing. Uh, and it's probably really bad. It's like it reminds me of you know like what you see on like kitchen nightmares where they are just so set in their ways. It's like oh no, that is me. But no, uh, I'm, I'm willing to adapt stuff. But I re I like really being hands on, and I don't fancy the idea of having multiple shops yeah. where I'm like going around and stuff. And, and no, I like Sometimes. I like having this. And over the recent, I, this was like a holdover from the previous one as well. I used to be a lot more anonymous than I am now. I'm trying to inject myself more into the shop over the last few years especially so yeah like that I don't want to now that I've done this I don't want to like dial it back you don't want to spread yourself thinner than a catering yeah, sandwich I just, application of Marge do you I'm just I'm just living in it I am Gotham Games you know you are Gotham Games um, and I used to sort of try and downplay that but uh, on, know, to heck uh, with it <laughs> on the subject of ex sorry mate. as you were yeah. Tom um Lord Tom. Thank you. Uh, on the subject of expanding, um, I see you've got a few arcade machines, is that correct? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you feel you could maybe expand with some extra room 
and have almost like an old arcade feel vibe in one room. I'd maybe. love to. It's very expensive though. Oh, but the, it, cab- the cabinets option, are expensive. It's an option. Okay. As, as okay. you're aware right now, that's a point. Like expand to more locations. No. I, I literally can expand this location. Though. Yeah, it's, like, it's a great. It's a, <laughs> loads as the man space. on the telly says, it's a great space. It is a great space. Uh, someone who's looking at some great space, Danny Place. Sadly, my local game shop closed down just before Christmas. Other than that one, there's literally nothing around here. Would love to have my own one day. I don't think we can really wield anything off that. Probably no, some advice. Follow your dreams. Follow us. Oh, know. listen to this. You build it. Excellent advice. I never really should I just talk about how I ended up with this place yeah real quick. I, think I feel so. like, this is, like the, this is probably your longest episode but maybe I should inject this in here oh you'd be surprised oh like you'd be surprised but it, it's up, it might be up yeah there. but I mean, look how many sheets are there. <laughs> but, don't yeah, worry so about that that's the seconds <laughs> of content like, trust con- me. condensed version like I was at uni uh, uni accommodation uh, I ended up Wait, moving were you out. at uni Lincoln here uni, yep, yeah okay. I didn't like it with the people that live in my second year I ended up moving out but I was still paying for it because I was locked into a lease and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was spending a fortune on trains and everything, so I needed a job. Uh, and I was a zombie at Gotham Games, basically. I, I, would, I would always nip in between lectures and stuff. Yeah. And then I ended up like buying... The owner would be like... Um, Can you get out of my store? No, at <laughs> one point I like, started out, he was like, uh, oh, I'm on my own today. Um and I, like, I'd just been and got a coffee. He was like, yeah. oh, next time you get me coffee. I was like, yeah, sure. So I started get, you know, doing like little coffee runs and stuff and ended up working there. Yeah. And then as I was moving through university, I decided uh, I was doing like a, an accountancy degree and I went, I can't work in an office. I think I'll die. I think I just can't, com- I'm not compatible with that environment. Yeah. And then I ended up, but I, I stuck out the degree, but I ended up just working at Gotham Games full time. And then one morning, literally just out of the way, I woke up, checked my phone and I've never woken up so fast in my entire life because it was literally an email saying, do you want to buy it? After working wow. there for four years. You've never That's woken cool. up so... like I just like sat bolt upright in bed. My wife was like, what? what? And I was like, so uh, uh, ooh, I think I need to do some planning and things. <laughs> <laughs> did, it come, did the financials of that come together quite easy for you? Or were you, did you feel like quite nervous at the time and you're like, oh God, what am I doing here? I want to buy the shop, but I'm a bit nervous about it because it, this, I'll be on the ragged edge and I'm a bit out of my comfort zone. I took on quite high interest loans to buy this place. Right. And okay. uh, the I think it's about to run out, which is good. So you Almost did? pretty much paid off. Nice. But it, it was like 15% interest or something at Darkness. Yeah, over five years. Think that of that. That takes some paying off, doesn't it? So... Uh, yeah, done it, but uh, that was that. But That's one of those moments where like, you should have had me on speed dial. If you, <laughs> if you uh, want to start a shop, I imagine it will probably be really hard because the hardest thing to get is stock. It doesn't grow on trees. No. I think you'd just have to accumulate it over years. Did, uh, did you bring a lot of your own stuff in as the stock? I, say, or? I just bought all the... Or basically, I mean, I bought you the, bought, bought the, there, yeah. the job lot. That was like in the price of the shop. It was like all of the value of this business is the stock, really. I yeah, don't want to scare stock, you. There's nothing. But you know all that mount, those mountains and mountains of tat I've bought over the years. <laughs> I'm preparing to oh, be no. Farmerton's bunker games. <laughs> this is what I'm do you, um, just do. You tend to have enough stock replenished through tradings, or do you hunt down certain? 
things specifically to sell in the store I don't hunt down it is all what comes through the door pretty much that's really good yeah. that's fantastic yeah. that's good yeah, it's great because I don't have to wake up early and go to some British <laughs> car boomer <laughs> yeah that's uh, I've been there a few times it's, it's depressing yeah it's um, very hard work that is and there's a lot of um, car boots probably 10 years ago were like a place to go source bits and bobs but over the last 10 years they've become very much like a reseller's place so unless you're at the gate someone's going to walk around and buy everything up even if they've got it 10 or 20 times yeah. but then there's also stalls that are reselling this at actual prices unsold eBay money most of yeah. the time I don't even know do, what do they're you find, yeah do you find that they've just ramped the price up because they know a bit more about it or, or a delusional that they're actually delusional and a little knowledge there is, is dangerous there's a, there's, there is a guy at Hemphill who sells stuff for like the same price that we sell it for here yeah. and I always think it's like you know, for, forgive me for being like high and mighty, but you can't charge the same for a, the back of a van at a car yeah, boot for yeah. an actual retail store. Well, where, yeah, yeah. You know, because you've yeah. got the peace of mind of like, if you can't get it to work or if there is yeah. somehow a problem, you go there next week. I am here. He's, he's long gone. Or isn't you can he? even, you know, we social media, all that stuff. We're always helping people set up. One thing I've noticed with the regular car boot resellers is a lot of their stock is sun damaged. Like real, all the spines. <laughs> Always comes out day, week after dead week. Dead faded, yeah. Because yeah. it's come out week after week in the red hot sun in the summer and you can just see it and it's like, oh, and you pull it out and the front's immaculate, you put it back down and the side's barely readable. Yeah. It's like, that's not, that's not full monies. The worst sun damaged thing I've ever seen, there was a, a retro game shop in Bridlington. I think it's closed down now, unfortunately. But that was a nice little place. Uh, it sold loads of VHS tapes as well for some reason and no, I am not branching out. <laughs> who would but um, they had a Sega Stingray. Mega Drive in this the front window Stingray. and it had faded to the point where the box was white and it <laughs> now the Mega Drive box is black with a picture of a black console and it That's was right. white and you could barely see that it had once been a Mega Drive <laughs> I only sussed it when I went inside and saw it from the other side of the shop and was like that's a Mega Drive it's gone white. It's literally gone white. It's been bleached like and bones in the desert. I feel like such a fool because you could actually go on Street View and see it, uh, but it's gone now because the the shop's gone and Google have done a new Street View. Oh, oh. there's a way ah, to is you there an can archive? actually you honestly can. there's an archive. I know this is completely off the subject. I'm really curious because of my work that I do. Sometimes we have quotes done via Google Street View and Google Maps, which is, in the past has led to some rather horrendous cock-ups so they have where's a, your Stetson and pistols and I'm shooting spurs. off the hip. I'm sorry because I'm just very curious when did they update it does anyone know I think it's like every four years it's not that often excellent that's fine question answer say it with confidence everyone believes what, it the, when did they update Google Maps or is it yeah, like the street view yeah, 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 yeah. every four years okay because yeah this we've got this shop here now instead of it being empty right so, yeah. excellent and that's uh, 2015 right yeah. 2020 2019 every four or five years we better close out the feature yes. we've got taking us to the bridge well taking us to the bridge in the feature we've got daddy zilla with the next and he's the muscle of the show we must say we'll get to it it's like the mr t of... he is the mr t he's got a whole family that uh, are into the games and all that good stuff and we'll get to him in listening to stingray with the next generation of consoles right around the corner that means that xbox 360 and ps3 become another generation older i predict we'll see prices start to go up on these systems what do you think also what games that are on the cheaper side now do you think will take a big jump in price for your information i'm in the us but it still seems the trends ride along the same lines 
Yeah, so we're going to have to break it down. Like, price is going up. Uh, a little bit, but um, I mean, there's still a lot of... Like, you think of, like, Super Nintendo or, and Mega Drive, like, there's hardly any really cheap games. No. Yeah. Like, the base price is now, like, even rubbish sports titles that are, like, £3, £5. Oh, I'm in the money. But, like, <laughs> so, like, and the P- PS1, there's still a lot of games that you'll see out on my shelf for, like, two quid. Mm-hmm. Like, even that's got to come up first. But, yeah, we will start to see you everything will kick up but so I, I think in the next generation yeah we'll see like PS1 and PS2 start to get more thing is PS- PS2 especially I yeah, think it's some of the games on there have started to pop haven't they already like some of the rare rare released games yeah. personas and yeah a lot of, all the Japanese like JRPGs yeah, yeah. They, they've all spiked well unless it's poor old Final Fantasy in which case it was minted yeah. by the pure million that's worth yeah. 50p all day long but yeah, I mean, it'll it'll creep up, but it, I think it's a little different now to how it used to be for the generations, especially like people hang on to stuff a lot longer. And yeah. with backwards compatibility, maybe that'll have a spin on things. You, I tell you what, if the PS5 ends up being backwards compatible with the whole shebang, yeah. it will not be backwards compatible with PS3. I you know can quote will. me on that. Well, like, PS3, thanks, no. Thanks, uh, The Cell, that was really good, Sony, cheers. It was a good machine in its own right, but to actually emulate that, yeah, compatibility-wise, it's uh, you would need some sort of unicorn spinning around with I always, strange. Tears. I always have to explain that to customers, like why is, why wouldn't the PS4 go back compatible? It's like, well, think of it this way: uh, all the Xboxes speak English, so they just have to tell it what the game is. Yeah, the PS3 that's French. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't understand. Tom, the PS4 is backwards compatible with the PS2. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not always correct with the facts. Not always. Well, we must say, Tom, thank you for your time. We're going to ask you to stick around a little bit longer because we've got a little section we call Listener Stingray and we want an expert's opinion on the piles of retro games, gems and tats that the listeners have picked up. Then we're going to freewheel into the last bit of the show where the real deal turns up to Stingray himself. So... Listener's Stingray, when the big if, man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pick up some Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Tom had to bridle his mouth because he forgot the format of the show, but now he's going to tell <laughs> us how we find said Stingray's boot. Yeah, so if you want to follow along at home or not in your car, because that would be a bad incident, wouldn't it? Uh, jump onto Instagram, type in hashtag Stingray's boot. Go to recent. And go to recent. You've gone to top. Why'd you go to I've recent? I've gone to recent. It's just on the right of the phone. That's it. Retro. Yeah. Retron Ooh. 5 is the first pick, and that's from Retro Collector Ray. See, it's uh, interesting. We, we, I actually follow this person. So there you go. There I go. follow people back on the shop account, but it's like at random, there's no criteria. So I guess I've maybe just made them feel special and taken it away. Wow. Retro Collector Ray is followed by the Immortal Gotham games. There so there's an accolade and a half. Next up, we've got Red Zone on the Mega Drive. What do you make of the Retron 5, Tom, from Gotham? It's all right. It's a bit unreliable. The Nest lot always breaks. Mm. Um, Is the Retron 5? Oh, yeah, it's got it on it. It can do GBA as well. That's kind of always intrigued me because it'd be a good way of getting GBAs on the screen in a cheap way. Yeah. I guess uh, oh, again, and the, c- the controller that comes with it is literally one of the worst controllers in the world. Looking it's at got that picture, Neo Geo it, Pocket yeah. style clicky thumbstick. It looks pretty horrendous. But that. you can plug in your originals. That's nice. Which so it? obviously you do. 
I'm going to like that because I haven't yet. I'll no. like that as well. Next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These people are getting double pops here, triple pops. In let's, give him, let's give him one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Three in a row. Um, Sega Junkie, he's always got some interesting. He's got Red Zone on the Mega Drive. Yeah. After that, we've got OG Gamer, uh, 550, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed 3. Um, he's got the Xbox and P- Xbox 360 and PS3 edition. No multiple readouts, remember? Oh, George. he's got the Immortal Enter the Matrix. And the Transformers, the game. And Afro. Oh, oh I thought it was going to be. Think that I think Do you know what? We talk, we, you asked me about like games. I, and that Enter the Matrix game, pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we well, had that on GameCube. I've described it as a walk through an Amazon warehouse, though. I think it feels like the first three <laughs> quarters of the game is you walking around an yeah. empty warehouse shooting security guards for no apparent reason other than story. Yeah, that's um, like 90% of the games back then, though. <laughs> filler. Uh, uh, what got, else we got? Well, well, Samurai. I don't know about this. Tell me about this. OG you game of oh, Afro, yeah, that's just like one of those... Oh, it's got someone famous doing the voice acting, I've forgotten. So there we go. Oh, There's a fun fact for it's you. Probably Samuel L. Jackson. I think it is, but I don't want to say it in case it's not, and I just sound racist for just saying. That's why I saying said the name of like anyone. I I feel like I played that, and now I've just remembered. I think it was called Dishwater Dead Samurai. No, Dish Dish Di- Dishwater oh. Samurai was a downloadable title. Yes. On uh, Xbox Live, I for a moment yes. I yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for a moment yeah. I thought I left the career slope near the air vent again. No, it's, it's, so it's real. It, I've just yeah. been yeah. Afro Samurai. Yeah, it's one of those I know nothing about it. And it's kind of surprisingly rare. Like you don't see it too often. It's on my. It's, it's now on my list. Too often. All it's right, we're um, we're going to shoot ahead anyway. Wait. Welsh Game Hunter. That's where I'm getting to. Right, you worry. With the Transformers, uh, you know a bit more about the Transformers. Yeah, I actually think, is it Cyclonus? He's got the, yes it is, he's got the instruction booklet, so it is Cyclonus. Are we going to pass that one? Uh, just for Tom's Tom, info. Lord we, Tom has a rule where people yeah, aren't we, allowed be, double Because it reached, the, it reached a point where we had so much in the boot and it was taking so long. It's no disrespect yeah. to anyone's pickups. Say sorry now. I'm not saying sorry because it helps the, the show flow better. <laughs> Probably to my taste, not to anyone else's. Oh, yeah. uh, we don't do multiple readouts. We we just pick the first one, and we have to try and remember the name and make sure they it's don't. It's a shame do. because we we often I there is remember names some gems. Yeah, um, ju- we'll just on that. just roll with it. We'll, we'll be fine. Uh, Game uh, Racer. He's been and bought himself a twenty-five pound PC for playing Richard Burns Rally with an ATA. Uh, ATI. Tom Gotham should know about this, but the ATI Radian twenty-four hundred XT graphic card. Mm, interesting bit of tap there for playing his old racing games on. What do you think about that? What other games could he run on that beast of a system? What year is that? 2004? Oh, yes, I want to say um, my retro computer knowledge is bad. I am sorry. I know 90s and I know sort of fairly current. Mm. Got a sweet Windows 98 rig around <laughs> there if you want it. How much is that? I don't know. Could I, I run? Someone told me it's worth 100. I must be able to I run. I put a price on it. Must be able to run Command and Conquer Red Alert on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Ooh, don't look at my bag of treasure. Oh. Uh, tri- Trident Edge is next. Um, I think that's in French, so we'll probably. Yeah. Let's see translation. Today we offer you a video about the HDM in Fatal Fury 3 Road to the Final Victory. To know what it is. I'm not a fan of Fatal Fury, I sorry. So. That, that translation didn't work out very well. Just I, en- I enjoyed the them. ad of. Is it. His name is Terry Bogard. Oh, uh, he got added Smash. to Smash, yeah. 
Is there anything you know? It is, yep. Sega Not Junkie. Gonna I'm going to do this as a multiple oh, readout because okay. he's got Shinobi 3, which is a very hard to find game from memory. And he's also got the gold editions, the reprints. That looks cool. Yeah, I it like does. that. It's uh, nice. They're a recent one, like a modern reprint thing. Or no, I think they're it? a reprint from back in the day. If, oh, right. it, if a game was a, a big seller, I think they did this sort of limited edition. Genuinely never seen that. Well, now you'll know when it uh, crosses yeah. your bowels, won't you? It won't be a pound anymore. It'll be yeah. whatever shill money it needs to be. Blue uh, Canyon Gaming next. Got some, what are these? NES games. Yeah, Hall of NES ah, games. Of course, What's Super Mario Bros. There? gives it away. Tim Lord, uh, Time Lord, Tim Lord. There's another one Tim for Lord. fans to rip me apart. Tim <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Make that what you like. Maybe Tim Lord's Pontebury's unofficial son, a bar steward. This is a hard challenge here because some of these I cannot remember. Lolo, I want to say, is called The Adventures of Lolo and it's a box-pushing game, I think, if I'm remembering the right I tell thing. you what, Sir Tom, he loves a box-pushing game. Yeah, What's that game you were going to prop out Bo- as the best game on... Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the best game. We did the history game. of Game Boy and we did top five games and I tried to pull out some gems and Tom walked in with this game called Box Box. Or Bo- something. Boxel. 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 Yeah. It's a... You're trying to pass it off as a Tetris. The box like. art this looks like a delivery, uh, like a removals man <laughs> moving a box. So it's well, that's literally the game. You push, yeah. you slide it around a puzzle world. Uh, Digital Monkery is next. Uh, he's got Sega Mega Drive collection on the PS2. I want to talk about Risen 2 on the PS3. You know that pirate game? Pirate RPG. I need that. There's a uh, three Risen's, I think. I think maybe the first one's only on PC. Maybe is I'm that in right. that collection? No, he's, he's doing a double because he's naughty. I'm oh, doing a double. But we need to do one double for Sega Junkie because Sega He's Junkie, had a triple, I think. He's having find. a quadruple okay. one as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now, <laughs> this if, is special. This is fair. special. Now, if memory serves, I'm half confused whether this is one of those Sega karaoke machines or if it's ultimately... It looks like an amp. Uh, he's going to have to let get in touch with us and let us know. Uh, but it looks incredible. And I would give my hind teeth for a set of Sega it looks in pretty good yeah just, well. just just that just that lovely blue logo on the speakers is what yeah that it, looks cool yeah, yeah. it's that beautiful nice. uh, yeah, digital monkery this is your domain here isn't it Booty. big stack of PS2 uh, yeah. taps well the today's, getaway today's tap that game has not aged well that game has it was not awesome. aged well the getaway is not awesome it was average at best and now it's Dreadful. <laughs> I'll hold my hand up. I like Sonic Heroes and I know it's not a good game. Sonic Heroes, that's like a mm. great theme tune though, isn't it? Spiritual success. Absolute banger. Metal Gear Solid. It's that Sonic CD, is it? Let's face facts. Power um, version only. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. That's a, that's it, still pretty decent. It is. I will say, the thing is with Metal Gear Solid 3, is if you don't get the subsistence version, it's quite hard to play because it yeah. doesn't have dual analog yeah, controls. Yeah, yeah. So it's very True. difficult. Um, although, what am I saying? Because I... <laughs> I've only played it on 3DS the worst way to play it no, I've got I don't it know if I played it on there Vita's got two sticks the 3DS hasn't yeah the, the 3DS version is yeah, horrendous no it's, it's not horrendous it's good do you think it's impressive it, the controls what, the are awful it looks great oh yeah yeah no yeah, I'm it, on it, about it, the control yeah, I, I remember I think, did it have a demo I think yeah. it had a demo and I played it I was like oh I'm really struggling here uh, so I've, I got to, I got stuck at the last boss because I, I just can't do it yeah. with the controls there's one more thing on here though there's uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary mm. that wasn't a bad retread of the uh, it, was a re- it was a remaster retelling it wasn't it's, exactly uh, it's a, a remake isn't it it is it's but it, all new 
it, it's not exactly beat for beat, so it's quite it's quite good. Yeah, Radbash yeah, Gaming. He's got the VHSs, so we don't need to think deep this week. He's got Flintstones Christmas Carol and Dennis the Menace special the edition hits. the movie. Dennis the Menace always creeps me out. The American one, yeah, it's like a blonde child. Yeah, but well, that's a... not what it's meant to be to us. Yeah, no. Well, I might be wrong, but they were made. Can you believe this? The day DC Comics penned their Dennis the Menace, the American co- uh, comic company that did the American Dennis Menace did their Dennis the Menace on the same day. So literally how bizarre. Was, how bizarre. Someone fact-checked me on that, but I'm sure I, I feel confident. Uh, Daddy Zilla up next. He's got himself a fruit basket. He has. Now, this was sent by ourselves and the loyal community because Zilla's uh, youngest, Cara Zilla, has been ill, been in hospital, but he's now out and fighting fit and raring to go. So we all got together to show what we can do as a community and sent a fruit basket overseas, uh, which was nice. And I think that touched all the Zillas and made them feel happy and, and all that good stuff. Seemingly though, Tom, you cook fruit at 552 degrees. <laughs> you once made the mistake that you thought that was the temperature. Actually, it's his clock. Now he's either up at 10 to 6 in the morning or it's 10 to 6 in the afternoon. We will never know. Game Racer, uh, next, The Wild, The Weird and The Wicked, I Amiga 600. Have you got an Amiga in, Tom? Not at the moment. I've had this exact set, though. It's a really nice You box. keep wanting yeah, too much nice money for the Amiga, it? even I I know the Amiga. That 1200, it flew off, and it was well under eBay prices. I know And that was. had my, my blood, my sweat, and even at least three tears in there <laughs> as I painstakingly fixed that. Maybe I should have bought it just for it's that. Gone now. Here's a here's someone for you, George. Uh, we've got happy happy joysticks. Love it, UND. Uh, they've got Love Peace UND. Walker mm. on uh, the PSP. What, what, I just, what a console! Great console. We've got a fan oh, on board no. here, so you can just park. <laughs> I'm just gonna Love the PSP. Here, just bridle you. I out. had one. I had one as well. You actually had one at launch. So you were one I of did, the real yeah, like straight down. Oh, you playing Metal Gear shot. Acid? Going. Uh, I, I, wasn't I, a what did I get with it? I got. I got um, <laughs> was uh, everybody's goal. Yeah, I got that. I got that, Ghost, I got that and Ghostbusters it. UMD. The film. Yeah. Oh, oh god, I had iRobot on UMD, and uh, when I was, I had to go to hospital for an operation, and that was the only thing I had to watch. So I watched iRobot about eight times because <laughs> I'd taken the PSP thinking I'll play games. Operation was on my arm, and I couldn't oh, move no. it. So it was like that. So I, my two options were to play it with my PSP sort of like so far away I couldn't see it yeah. or watch iRobot on UMD. <laughs> Unfortunately, the latter one was what presented yeah. itself. I have it's... not watched that film since. <laughs> before, before you decide to move us past, let's just limit... They've got Rainbow Six Vegas for that. I wonder if that's any good. It's always interesting. It's, it's, it's nothing like... It, because I always love when handheld games are not like a port; they're like a unique game. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I didn't and know. It I is, thought it was yeah. a port. What happens in that one? It holds. It's, it's, it's the same sort of thing. But yeah. It's just like sort of re- been rebuilt I for PSP. That. It is interesting. It is good. Um, is that downstairs? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll have, have a little sniff before I leave. It's Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. What's your thoughts on that game? Did you get that at launch uh, when people actually played it online or? I've never played Peace Walker. You should dig that out. You should Probably have a go on that. To, okay. to you, like, I never played many... I didn't play any of the Metal Gears until uh, I've played one and on the Vita. <laughs> oh, the PS1 Classic yeah. download. Uh, and I've played number three on the 3DS. Oh, I, I tried two, but it wasn't the version with better controls. Oh, is there a version with better controls? I know there's a re-release version on the original Xbox, but I don't know if it has improved controls, but yeah, I, couldn't, I didn't get um, on with it. What's it called? Metal Gear Solid 2... Subs- 
subsistence one, or substance? Substance is one of them. Subsistence is number yeah, three. Yeah, I, I don't know if they re- reworked the camera. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't really get into number two. Saying well, like three grabbed me straight away. And, and it's always good when a game does that when you have no nostalgia for it. Like I didn't grow up with Metal Gear Solid. It wasn't a thing I played. Yeah. And but to go back to this old game and it just immediately grabbed me. It's always a sign of like a true classic. It's a good yeah, we played it's it. A good number, number three. Three Snake Eater. I didn't play it at launch. No. Um, I I think I got rid of my PS2 by then. I played uh, two Sons of Liberty at launch because I just you played, were full shield. I played that. and played the did, demo. Did you, of you that with Zone of the, the, the Enders? Yeah. Let's buy a forty pound game and then play the demo disc that comes with it over and over. Did you ever play Zone of the Enders? Me and our other cousin played that religiously, like just looking at all the little details, shooting the fruit, shooting the bottles. Shooting I remember bottles. you showing me, getting me around. Look at this! Look at this! You loved it, really. You were, I had a Dreamcast at the time, yeah, so I probably... You were looking everything. at it going, I've gone green. Here's another man. We've done him once already, but OG Gamer's in there with a the collection of PS3 games. I tell you what, at the moment, PS3 offers so much bang for buck. So much bang for buck. It You've does. got, let's call him... We've got three people. So we all... Sharaban's almost like some sort of voodoo He's Beetlejuice, basically. So you have to say... So I'll say his name. Then Lord Sir Tom will say his name. And then Tom Gotham will say his name. Sharaban. 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 <laughs> excellent, excellent. You didn't have to do high pitch. That's something I've evolved every time. But that's added some pure class to that. Here's a man with some class. And I tell you what, Jason Bradbury needs to start hashtagging Stingray's boot, doesn't he? That's how you get reach and penetration with your social media. Sharaban's got a really nice collection of Mega CD games. He's got Echo the Dolphin Mega CD. He's got that classic collection set that everyone got bundled with the console. Which I didn't realise. Do you know that the Golden Axe on that is only one player? What? Yeah. Oh, really? awesome. Yeah. I always boot the cart up, so I've never pulled yeah. the classics down. because It's just an inferior version. It, they're all inferior versions. <laughs> Uh, uh, what else has he got? Thunderhawk. He's, he's, he's from France, so obviously some of these we don't recognise. He's got Soul Feast. He's got uh, Sonic CD, the best game. Uh, next. Feast. Oh, look out. I'm excited to read the next one. You go for it. It's uh, the Pumpo Funk release of the uh, the Unglorious Bar Stewards, the cast of this podcast. Yes, and Fince the Gamer put the hard yards in and I think Comic Pictures has tweaked it beyond that so we're seeing all of the hardcore listeners of the show, Retro Gamer Thomas Adam the Artist, Chronicles of a Gamer Boba Loba, Radbash, Fince the Gamer I prefer myself as Hopper from um, Stranger Things Your hair, you've got the six foot high bouffant you rock, (laughs) Egon Spengler like and you know no no words to explain you know one day We'll have a range of Pumpo Funks. Next Danny up, plays. Not about you haven't done Oscat, he hasn't had a single readout. Which is, I ain't got which Oscar. is Oscar, I ain't which got... is almost poetic because look what it is. Oh I, I have Pop Funko. Sorry. I sorry, can get I it I can it. speak for once. I've got my teeth in and my jaw wired on properly, so I can say I'm very nervous about saying the word Pop Funko now, but he's he's got some of those, he's got some Futurama ones and he's got some Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ones. Who did you want to rush to next? Uh, Danny Play's got an, a nice little selection of Switch games there. Splatoon 2, Mario Kart. Right in your wheelhouse. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, nice. Mario Deluxe, Splatoon 2. Ragbash Gaming with a... I never realised that was a thing. Uh, a little Big Planet Carter. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about sleeper hits? There's one. It's a good game. <laughs> Do you know what? Of all things randomly... I was looking through some bits and bobs that I've got a guide for Little Big Planet Carter. Surely that is going to be able to be remade in Dreams. Everything oh. can be remade in dreams. Well, yeah. Can I be remade in dreams? 
I don't know. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't just do things at surface level. Can you be remade in dreams, almost lawnmower man style? I think now that's... You know exactly lawnmower man style. Then, like, then yes. With a level of 90s CGI. <laughs> I think going forward, maybe you will live in the show almost lawnmower-esque. So, Retrovisions. Uh, what we've got here, he's always got some random tap. Uh, we beat him up, don't we? He's got, I normally say they're nicknames. I don't even know what those games are. Atari XE Carts. He's given us all the schooling this week. We make out know about video games. Retrovision's got a collection for a console we didn't even know existed. Um, Digital Monkery. Let's He's let been him have on. another go. Mm-hmm. Super Paper Mario on the Wii. That's going to end up being an accumulator of value. Yeah, that's I'd that's one of those so. Wii titles where all the other Mario games are way more expensive than it. Mm, and it's like, yeah. you know... Get it, get, buy now, buy now, yeah, sell yeah. later. I think we've said before we feel Breath of the Wild on the Wii U will probably be worth yeah. somewhere in a pile. I don't know whether I've got. Are you, are you banking Mario? on the? You reckon it's going to be a Twilight Princess? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which, think what so. Breath of the Wild on the Wii? Yeah, Wii, Wii U. U. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Like Twilight Princess on the Cube. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Retro Collector Ray we've had again, but he's been in cash converters and bought Final Fight import. Uh, Tim Four Spider thanking us for our love. There's, no I went a little bit low key on some uh, cro- uh, crochet. Just dishing out the likes. Like dishing out the likes there. like an animal. Yeah. Well, Tim Four Spider's been a long term listener, and her better half or other half, I think is is it bite my pixel from memory. I think so. You know the listeners better than I do. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to keep them all stored in my brain, but I try um, to remember them all. Another loyal listener, the Barbrew Games, got himself a copy of Mortal Kombat 11. Hang on, we need his we need his word out, don't we? The longest, most serious, most loyalist fan of the show, the Barbrew Games, been there since day one. Welp, I finally picked this up. Better late than never, I guess. Well, I I'm really keen to pick that up as well because I played the when it was free to play over the weekend uh, a while back. I think I talked about it on the show, but yeah, it's a my solid game in space. Beat-up. There's a man of class and excellence. He's got L.A. Noir on the PS3. Great game. Great game. Beautiful game. Oh, man of class. That's almost, up there with, that's almost up there with Yakuza for being mentioned on the show. Now, how dare oh, you? It's a good game. It's though. a very good game. I actually drive around in real life listening have to you, the soundtrack. Have you played the VR? I haven't. It's, all, it's not the full game. It's like just some of the missions. Some of the well, You interviews. can just drive around in VR in, in your old timey car and, and just tip your hat at people as you go past. You are kidding me. It's on, it's on PlayStation VR and you tip you can tip your hat. We are at the turn of the wheel there. <laughs> oh, okay. Game technology because has finally got to the point where you can do that. I remember I, us talking about Revenge of the Sith uh, the, and Hello Ignore. Okay, uh, well, you know. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, that's a good game. I think that's good. Really good. Mo- really the good two, two Toms are in green. The, the, the little versus mode. Was really amazing, quite, yeah. quite intricate combat system. Yeah. You even invited me round to tell me how great <laughs> it was. And we don't, you don't get games like that anymore because that was a, a game based on a film that yeah. comes out before the film yeah. with footage from the film and people would buy it just to see what happens. 100%. That will never happen again. If they'd, even if they'd done that with Rise of the Skywalker, no one would have. Oh my oh. God. Uh, that's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Now, Gotham Tom, we normally have a little bit of lore here where... Stingray has been doing something in the village to prepare for whatever the feature is. Like when he was doing the history of the Game Boy, he would uh, he was shilling off ever ready batteries he'd found in a skip. This week, Tom, Sir Tom, I look to you for a little snippet of lore. What the hell has Stingray been doing this week? Um, he's been acquiring arcade cabinets for uh, 
Tom from Gotham Games. Has he? He has. Okay. Yeah. What sort of prices have you been selling those mini copies? Well, he's been buying them very cheap and selling them on very pricey, but I'm not meant to. Oh, I'm not meant to mention that. Right he's, now. he's a dirty dog. He is. He knows how to price. He's a scally. Okay, well, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week? Gotham Tom Pike, what the hell am I doing? I just want to go home. It's Valentine's Day. So these are the new release highlights for the week, February 10th to February 16th, 2020. Listeners, these are at digital, physical, or will be by the time this podcast's in your feed, but could be region dependent. Stand back, hold you better take the down first one, aren't you? this one. Yakuza Remastered Collection Day 1 Edition. If you're a real fan, you got Day 1 Edition. Out on PS4, obviously, February 11th. Complete the journey of the dragon. The Yakuza Remastered Collection brings the final missing chapters to carry your story to the PlayStation 4. From Yakuza 0 to Yakuza 6, some of these games I'll end up owning three times the song of life players can now experience the full story of the dragon adojima all on a single platform remastered refreshed all three games in the collection have received impressive graphical performance upgrades from 720 at 30 fps to 1080p at 60 fps and have all gone through a rigorous relocalization process some of that lock content we got it now missing content from the original western release has been re-added for the remastered version and the full english scripts have been reviewed revised Portions rewritten for accuracy. And one thing I've noticed after playing them all, the words at the bottom of the screen, they're not saying those in Japanese. <laughs> Along, like one of those weird cartoons from Japan that they've redubbed. The original Japanese release. I segued, but I'm back in the room. Also, Tom, Gotham Tom, just to explain, we pick what we call a mummy mummy. So something we would call pull our mummy's apron strings for so we can take out Stingray's boot. The Yakuza Remastered Collection is obviously... Mummy, 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 mummy. But we also have to pick a VHS, a retro film. So put one of those in the back of your mind somewhere. Think of a, an obscure film that you can pull out of Stingray's boot. Tom, you want to take the next I one? I better take the next one because it will tally in with my pick. Uh, Necronator Dead Wrong PC out on February 13th. Uh, Necronator Dead Wrong is a comedic micro RTS game with a deck building twist. Collect and deploy undead units and build an army to conquer the insufferable goody two-shoes of the Livemore Alliance. Raise the dead, drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. They're not cheap. Well, Sorry. Ours are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Darksiders Genesis, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, February 14th. Darksiders Genesis gives players the first look at the world of Darksiders before the events of the original game. Furthermore, it introduces the fourth and last horseman, Strife as well as co-op gameplay for the first time in the history of the franchise. Uh, next up, we've got my pick, Dreams, available on the PS4 uh, today. Dreams is an extraordinary, ever-expanding game universe from the award-winning Media Molecule, creators of Little Big Planet and Tearaway, where you can discover community-made games from around the world and learn to make your own. The latest evolution of the studio's play, create, share maxim. Dreams gives you the opportunity to unleash creativity, bring your ideas to life with innovative easy to use tools and share them with the global community whether you want to create games music paintings animation sculpture movies or anything in between dreams an extraordinary digital playground where anything is possible mm. so you, this is out today so you've picked it up right uh <laughs> so you got that not yeah. quite yet okay all right <laughs> that's your mummy mummy you just you said the story earlier but you didn't say what game it was so I thought I'd just slip yes, that in there. Yes, yes. The, the He's slick. Yeah. 
recruiting now for a second <laughs> host on a hokey cokey show. Tom's off to be a third host on a other hokey cokey show, but you know I'm all. Well, not mention that. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> This next up, before we do the next one, unless the next one's going to be your mummy mummy, Tom from Gotham, is there anything in there that's going to be your mummy mummy? Darksiders, a little bit of a stealth hit on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Do you want to play the prequel to that? No, because this one's like a Diablo clone. Ooh. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, so it's Good. not like the sort no. of Zelda clone of the Anything other else one. in there? Oh. Mm. You have to pick something. If it's out of these, it'd be dreams, because... Okay. It has of interest um, for you. It's the one that I would, I guess, at least once turn it on. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, do you see me doing a Mario Maker with dreams and making a level and then being yeah. somewhere? No As I said it. in a previous episode, there's guaranteed to be trophies. There's guaranteed to be a trophy for upload of a game. There's going to be a trophy for download of a game. How many people are going to bolt a, like a block on top of a block and upload that tap just so they can get the ping? They're going to, aren't they? Last up, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, PC, PS4, February 14th, Rule the Ring, the Street Fighter V Champion Edition, the robust version of the acclaimed fighting game. Choose from 40 diverse fighters, 34 dynamic stages, and over 200 stylish costumes as you fight your way through a variety of exciting single-player and multiplayer modes. A VHS, I'm picking The Frighteners uh, by uh, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson yeah. and Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. I really like that. It's I think good it's film. good. Sleeper, good sleeper movie. I've, I've got that on DVD. It's been on my shelf for about two years. Of like the thing, you know, like you must have the thing, the things you intend to watch. <laughs> I'm guilty of I'm, things I intend to watch and play. I'm really, yes. like, I don't watch a lot of films. I only watched Ghostbusters last year. For the first time? Yeah, genuinely. Whoa. People yeah. just swerved off the yeah. road in their motor <laughs> vehicle. But do you know what? Like, I really... Something about this is I really like going into these films having no nostalgia for them and, and going, uh, yeah, that's no, it. Ghostbusters, that's genuinely really good and I have yeah. literally zero nostalgia for this. So what's your thoughts uh, on Frighteners? Or is that I've not watched it yet, it's on the pile. Tonight, Valentine's Day treat. <laughs> My wife home? will love me, she's, uh, we're already running fairly late. Uh, okay, well, we're, we're in the doghouse, we're in the doghouse now, so no Frighteners, no Frighteners. No Frighteners. VHS? Uh, I think we've had enough, haven't we? Okay. Well, that's all we've got time oh. for this week, listeners. As always, thank you, Tom. Thank you for your time. On thank Valentine's you very Day. much for your time. And we really appreciate it. As always, thank you for your time. <laughs> Look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy game. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Toms. Bye. Bye. Bye.